Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, and that was not a beer. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've said on the podcast before that neither of us drank. Yes. So it wasn't a beer. No. It was a tea. It's one of those fucking tea drinks that I almost Speaking of, Ben... Let's just dive in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have you... Man, I'm not ready for this. We haven't done, like, a warm-up talk at all. I'm going into this cold with migraine. (laughs) Have you read any Yuri or sipped any tea lately? No, you go first. You go first. I need... I need a second. Okay. I was... That was our... That was our, uh... Our I'm not gonna new... shill for this peace tea every time we come on this podcast. Our new transition into Yuri Tea Time. Because it's Yuri Tea uh-huh. Time. So have you read any Yuri or sipped any tea? I see. You're, st- you're, you're trying out new catchphrases. Yeah. Um... I drank coffee today, so if I sound different, it's because I've been a little under the weather recently, and also because I had coffee. Uh-huh. I do not... I'm not a... I like caffeine. A little bit of up, a little bit of down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a, I'm not a person who uh, drinks caffeine regularly, I would say. Because there was a period where I was like, oh, I don't feel awake until I go into work and have my daily cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. I like, I like the ability to wake up on a weekend and be like, okay. I'm ready to wake up and seize the day uh, and not have to, like, crawl out of bed into the kitchen and, like, oh, okay, I'm almost there. You're young at heart, man. You don't need coffee. Uh, but I had coffee today, and it was very tasty. That's all. Uh-huh. That's my tea-adjacent beverage. <laughs> coffee. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Coffee is a kind of tea. First off, we're going to just briefly go over the shows that we're watching this season. We're halfway through the season, so it's a little funny to be doing this now. But, you know, you we'll know. talk about them when they're over. Yeah. We'll talk about them in detail when they're over. We'll, we are watching. Out. What are we watching, Ben? Spy Family. Spy X Family. Fantastic. No, Great. We don't need to be told that. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we give the, the, the brief dirty pitch on it? Uh, Spy has to prevent World War Three. Uh-huh uh fantasy world war it's a yeah. it's a fictionalized like uh split germany kind of situation yeah spy has to keep the cold war cold uh-huh um for that he has to infiltrate a school which means that he needs a wife and child uh-huh uh he's a spy uh the wife he finds he does not know either of these things about the people that he finds <laughs> to be his pretend family uh his child is a telepath <laughs> who knows everything but yeah. it's only six five five uh-huh. uh she pretends she's six because he needs a six-year-old to get into this school fantastic girl um she's anya is incredible she's the the uh-huh. main character i love her she has all of the best expressions um and then your is uh who's his wife. his wife is an assassin uh-huh um and they're all they're all they know that this is a fake family but they don't know each other's uh bit you know what i mean yeah except for anya she's a contract killer knows everything or yeah yeah anya um what else are we watching healer girl healer girl it's this is good this is 
warming I'm warming up to it as we go. But Have it's you still not very good. Ever or... watched a musical and gone, damn, I wish this was anime. <laughs> it's pretty because... much yeah. they they sing through scenes occasionally. It's the most Disney ass anime I've ever seen. Yeah. I would say it's also like so the basic pitch is that there are healers in this world who can heal people through singing. Yes. And they're it's kind a of an offshoot underdeveloped part of the the story how exactly this works and how powerful healing singing is yeah because like they have regular medical science and they treat like singing healing through song as like a new discovery you know what i mean it's interesting it's really weird um but yeah so it's mostly I, just some girls hanging out and singing yeah. to each other yeah um what else it's good, I would say. Solidly good. Um What else are we watching? Um wait, um uh Birdie Wing. Birdie Wing. Uh incredible. Uh-huh. Have you ever wanted a golf anime with Sharanzable uh there um that is the most bonkers like I have not watched very much sports anime, uh-huh. to be fair but uh it's so much (laughs) this is underworld golfing yes it's like it's one of those worlds where everyone all all anyone talks about is golfing you know what i mean Uh everybody golfs all dark money goes through golfing all the, the mafia is tied up in golf there's yeah the most recent episode was like a land deal decided by a golf Ro- match underground roguelike geofront <laughs> golf match yeah no it's fantastic uh yeah pretty wings great um and the last one is uh the executioner and her way of life which is a lot better than the really awkward title would leave you to believe i don't think the title is that bad but i think it's deeply boring that's fair uh-huh um this is Birdie Wing is is Coward's Yuri yes. in, in many ways, as the main character has a a deep adoration for um her rival mm-hmm. that is like you could read as gay, mm-hmm. but is textually very much no, they just want to play golf against each yeah. other. Um Executioner in a way of life is real ass Yuri. <laughs> that girl is constantly propositioning that other girl. <laughs> yep uh so executioner is about uh a world where we're gonna technically spoil the first episode yeah people are constantly getting isekai'd into this world specifically from japan in the time period where people wear classic seifukus yep um and everyone in this world hates it because four major like apocalyptic events have happened mm-hmm. as from people from the what are they called the like outsiders the the people who get isekai'd i cannot remember there's a term for it um but yeah so four four of those people have have like basically wiped out uh, four different continents of yeah, this yeah. world and so anyone who is a sakai into the world comes with uh, uh, gains like a really incredible power that develops out of control yes uh, the pure just, concept yeah regardless of their intention yeah and uh, it goes really poorly um and so the church 
uh, has executioners who are specifically their only job is to kill people who get a sick eye. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the, the first episode is like the most annoyingly straight like uh isekai like yeah. comedy setup right uh-huh. guy gets isekai to a new world they find out his power isn't very cool so they throw him out and he's like ah oh, and then he meets a priestess and she's like i'll help you and i'll be your sexy love interest and then like gets him to show her his power and then she's like great and stabs him in the head <laughs> and he dies it rules <laughs> um yeah and we'll talk about it more when uh when it's when the first season's done yes i don't want to say much more except for it is definitely gay like yeah there are characters who are undeniably gay which yeah. is great i mean one girl was like uh <laughs> i want to take a bath with you <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. like not not in a straight way no <laughs> pretty clear on that yeah i believe the light novels get pretty explicitly like where yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay that's that's our update on what we're watching this season. Yeah. Um I have also real ass Yuri. Unless you want to go first, Ben. Let's keep the Yuri train rolling. Yuri to koe to kaze matoi. Or the very bad English title, Lily's Voice Where Wind. This is like the fan translated ti- literal title, right? Yeah. I this think- is something that if it gets an official translation, they're going to change that to a different title. Yeah. Uh, it is the, the last word is like something closer to wearing wind, mm-hmm. but was um, abbreviated. And uh, so reads really awkwardly, awkwardly in, in eh, reads really awkwardly in English um this is yuri about a so the main character is a songwriter and she um she is asexual Mm -hmm. and the love interest (laughs) is um asexual aromantic Mm -hmm. and so it's about like yeah it's about a lot of things uh it's really fun the the afterward it's finished 20 uh-huh. it's only 23 chapters which is like short. pretty short um the the author in the afterward goes out of her way to say like oh uh here's just like my thoughts on this if you had a different reading that's perfectly fine <laughs> which is really fun um but it's about like uh um it's about like creating things and um and also what it means yeah and also the main character figuring out what it means to like love someone and not have any of the physical aspects of that Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's really good yeah that's interesting yeah um i think the I was definitely worried starting off um, that it was going to be a, oh, these characters say that they're ace or they arrow. Just met the right girl, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Um, because it's pretty common. I feel like, like chapter one, the main character is like, yeah, I haven't dated anyone, just no interest really. Probably aromantic, and then like meets this other girl and is like, never mind, I really like her. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh and yeah and so i was like definitely worried that that was the direction it was gonna go and it i was 
pleasantly surprising that it did not um that it was much more about like navigating those feelings of like how do you feel when uh this is like yeah there are some things that are like very unique to their circumstances and then there's other stuff that's like yeah how does it feel when someone like loves you and you just don't have the same feelings for them which is like yeah relatable like how do you deal with that are you comfortable just like hanging out with them still or uh or like yeah if you're sleeping over like or eating food together how does that feel when one of you has a much stronger emotional attachment to the other than like yeah if it's one-sided um and it's also so they're again like it's not really a romance because they just end up being good friends Mm -hmm. because yeah they are in fact the thing that they say that they are um one of them's asexual and the other one's aromantic Mm -hmm. asexual um yeah and so aside from their like dealing with feelings it's also a manga deeply interested in the act of creation and what it means to create things Mm -hmm. um so the there's a there's a chapter that just feels like the author struggling with their feelings about ai generated stuff Hmm. and like Mm -hmm. what does it mean to live in a world and be creative when ai could take over that's or um, i read the first bit of this manga that's a very fascinating like thing to just put in the middle of this very short manga about girls well because it's uh there's pretty early on um the the uh like again i don't know how to refer to them but love interest let's say because the main character does fall in love with her main girls um girls uh yeah so the the other main girl um is like kind of reflecting on her hobbies Mm -hmm. and is like all of these are consumptive or experiential Mm. uh like hiking or listening to music watching movies um like swimming Mm -hmm. it's all stuff that is enriching and fun but none of it creates like a record to leave behind Mm -hmm. um whereas the the main girl is like is a songwriter and does create things and so there's one of the first moments that I was like, oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one, it's it's deeply introspective. Everyone is thinking about their feelings at all times, which is great. Uh, That's love food that. fans. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's also, yeah, the moment when the, the other main girl says, like, I deeply respect, like, I, I will never fall in love with you, but I, I deeply respect and um like cherish your ability to make things because that's just not something that i can do or yeah yeah uh or not something that i do certainly um so that's a really that's what i mean by it is deeply interested in the act of creation and like what creativity means um which is yeah speaks to me as someone who also struggles to like make things and i guess we make a podcast right but that is we're making a podcast about mm-hmm. stuff it's critique critique yeah. is like somewhere between 
creation and consumption, right? Yeah. It's a kind of creation, but it's like, hmm, it's a very blurry line, right? Because creating things is also critiquing uh, the things that are your inspirations, right? Yeah. But it lies between the two. Uh Uh-huh. Where you're not, we're not making this podcast as a standalone thing. We're not doing like actual play. Yeah. Um, which is even then is also an interesting, like you are consuming the, the system that you are in Mm -hmm. and also creating new things. Uh huh. Uh Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I would say it's very good. Uh, and short enough that you can just kind of burn through it in a sitting. Um, I think it's something that is going to stick with me for a while of like, I think it, it navigates really well. And I, I don't want to make it sound like it's perfect at all times. Um, but it, I think it navigates really well. The feeling of, uh, again, like the feeling of what it means to be around someone who is in love with you mm-hmm. and you don't reciprocate those feelings. And like, and then also on the other side, being in love with someone and knowing that the person that you're in love with will never return those feelings. And like, how do you act around them? How how do you how do you make sure that they're not uncomfortable with um your actions mm-hmm. and like what it means to yeah. Um yeah. That's it. What was the author of that? Oh, oh one sec. Renme. Okay, okay, okay. It's my turn. Then? Yes. Let me tell you about uh, an experience that I had recently. <laughs> sure. Please. I already tried to pitch Fen on uh, Doro He Doro, which I've been reading for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Working my way through. Let me see if I can do it again. Let me see if I can do it again. Doro He Doro is a story... About yes. two worlds. Uh-huh. There's a world full of humans. Okay. Uh, and is called Hole. <laughs> it is bad there. I'd and imagine it would be. There's another world full of magic users who uh, appear to be human, but have magic abilities mm-hmm. and uh, organs inside their bodies that produce magical smoke that they can produce from their fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad there. Where they live, too. What's the name of that place? Magic user world. What is the name of the magic user world? It's not as it's not as succinct as whole, so I don't remember okay. it as well. Dora Hedoro is so dense that I feel like I'm missing. I'm I'm already like I I've missed like a lot of detail already. Mm-hmm. It's about two worlds. Magic users come to whole to uh, torture humans for no reason and to practice magic on them. Mm just to fuck around okay one uh, person who was affected by magic users is the main character kaiman mm-hmm. i'm on his head is like a lizard head yeah and he does he lost all his memories he has a lizard head and he is now immune to magic because of whatever they did to him mm-hmm. he doesn't know mm-hmm. him and his uh best friend slash gyoza supplier uh nikaido <laughs> are trying to solve the mystery of what how he got a dinosaur he- a lizard head Okay. And it spirals out from there into a bizarre, like, existential horror comedy. That's a fascinating... 
I'm saying this as if I haven't heard you uh-huh. s- put exactly those words together uh-huh. in the past. Uh, that is a fascinating set of words. Yeah, uh-huh. Dora Hedora is very much about, like, uh, the world is very, very, very big and mm-hmm. horrible and bad things happen all the time and we have no power over it. And uh, it's kind of funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every single main character in this, everyone dies constantly and it comes back to life. This is this comic is like the himbos fucking around and dying hour. It's fascinating. <laughs> Just everyone is either uh, the smallest, scrawniest little scrap of bone or like uh, the hugest, buffest woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm listening. Yes. So it basically boils down to being about a lot of different factions moving around uh, con- in ways that end up connecting to each other. But in a very, like, sloppy... Not sloppy, because... Kind of sloppy. This Mm -hmm. whole thing looks and feels like it was drawn on lined paper, like, in someone's notebook in a college class. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very, like, sketchy and, like, detailed in the way that, like, album art for heavy metal is detailed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, gruesomeness to it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it's fascinating. You end up with uh, Kaiman and Nikaido and the pe- the humans from Hole on one side, and the uh, assassins coming after Kaiman from the N family, who are magic users who rule over the the magic users world, mm-hmm. uh, trying to capture him and kill him because he's involved in some kind of conspiracy that <laughs> nobody knows how it works. Uh-huh. Basically, um. So much happens in this manga that I really couldn't. It took me a long time to decide how much I like Dora Hidoro, and I think uh, I think I keep saying I think I think the answer is that I like it a lot. Uh huh. Because it's very good. It's very funny. It's very strange. There's not a lot of stuff that feels quite like this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to take a break from it for a while to read Yotsuba to cool myself down. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Because of how like horrible the world can be in Dora Hidoro. This is I'm gonna bring DDDD to the podcast at some destruction. Yes. To the to hear at some point in the future when I've read more of it. Um that is also I feel like of a piece with Dora Hidoro in terms of like, oh, I'm gonna need to read this like a volume or two at a time and then just put it down and like go do something else <laughs> something like dddd is like it's a bunch of like kids being self-consciously funny because of how depressed they are uh-huh and uh dora hedoro is like a bunch of idiots running around doing stupid shit who do not understand or really fully care how horrible the world is around them mm-hmm. and you look at it and you're like oh damn i hope things get better for you man. <laughs> while they're having fun you yeah. know what i mean uh-huh yeah, fascinating. I can't like go too much into detail, but um it's a really really excellent piece of work. I've also started Die Dark, but that's not very far. That's mm-hmm. a, the another How the long is author's name is uh Q Hayashi- Hayashida. Uh and her she's I love manga artists how they draw themselves. Yes. A lot of a lot of the characters in Dora Hedoro are like 
they all look kind of like villains from slasher movies, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With like freaky masks and like skull costumes and like horrible grimy jumpsuits and then they take them off and they're like hot girls. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Nothing but respect for for Hayashida who draws herself like a serial killer. Oh, incredible. How long is Dora Hidoro? <sighs> 167 chapters. So it's pretty long. That's pretty long. Yeah, it was running for a long time. 18 years. Wow. It was started in 20, 2002 and ended in 2018. That's a long time to 16 years. Mm-hmm. 2002 to 2018? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why does this say? <laughs> the Wikipedia says 18 years. Okay, okay. It uh the volumes started coming out. Oh, okay. the 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 chapters started being published in the year 2000. Wow. Mhm. Fascinating. Um going forward, I want to there's an anime, but I don't think the anime looks very good. Going forward, I want to like coordinate on your ET time stuff so that we can both chat about what we bring. What do you mean? Something like even if I just read the first like 15 chapters so that I have like something oh, to go off yeah, of in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's good stuff though. Yeah. I've seen the, um, the anime looks too clean to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, it's of a piece to in my head to girls last tour in how sketchy it is even if like uh-huh. girl I, I said this to you girls last tours hyper detailed interest is in machinery yeah. and like buildings and yeah. dora hidoro's is in like flesh <laughs> flesh and bone fascinating yeah god girls last tour is so good we can't go off about it no we can't go off about girls last tour um but it's very very good (laughs) yeah that's all okay February 3rd, <laughs> day four, partner. We're just going right into it, huh? Oh, God. I still feel like I need to take a nap before we do this podcast, but the problem is that we're already 30 minutes into this podcast. Uh, 27, but yeah. I feel like I could... I really got to start writing up a pitch for the my Yuri Tea Time stuff, because I feel like I'm not doing a good job selling them anymore. I never feel like I do a good job selling anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because, like, yeah. Oh, I, like, right. get started on it, and then I'm like, I get, I'm going to spoil this. I have to, like, start ped- backpedaling. Uh-huh. I'm going to start talking about Nikaido's <laughs> powers or something, and that's not supposed to... You're not, you can't say that. Bleep that. Fen, mark that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, put a nia over that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's why I... I don't know. I tend to give thematic spoilers for stuff. Uh-huh. Um which is like I f- I don't know. Maybe maybe people like that less than than mm-hmm. uh underselling stuff, but uh I try to yeah, try to skirt around um 
like exactly what happens but uh-huh. also then i'm like oh, but here's the thing that makes me like this uh-huh, uh-huh. um yeah. yeah 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 i try and do that too basically mm-hmm. you gotta know the vibe winter five years ago two slash three let me drink some more of my tea i'm so ben looks haggard <laughs> i had to wake up at 10 o'clock that was very early for me I know. I'm more of a noon kind of wake up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. A story from five years ago. Lots of, like, going back in time to very specific time periods in this. Back to back to back, you know? I feel like there are two time periods that we visit, and it's ten years, ten years ago, ago and five years, years ago. Eight years ago and five Wait, years ago. who's eight years ago? What is eight years ago? Oh, Shiro again. For more Kiritsugu stuff early on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eight years is stuck in my head, and I think it's like him talking about, oh, and like Kiritsugu would come and go, and we had this life together, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, Kiritsugu is dying. <laughs> yep. And he's talking about superhero shit again. Uh, and Shiro's like, I'm going to be a superhero because you couldn't be, or you didn't don't think you could live up to your dream. And Kiritsuku is like, well, that's cute. Uh-huh. Then he died. <laughs> uh, uh. Shiro cried a bunch and then has never cried since because he's a man now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if we got this detail that Shiro knows that Kiritsuku only was able to save him from the fire. No one else. Yeah. And that comes up. I think that's important. Uh, and funniest, then, the funniest part of this is that Shiro's like, I'm gonna be a superhero. I don't have any idea what that means. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's like, ah, yeah, memories. Uh, how do you, how does one become a superhero exactly? And then he like freaks out and wakes well, up. How does one become one? But also, like, what is it? I don't know what being a superhero means. Uh huh. I don't know what it entails. This is what. Uh, and also, Saber exists now. What's up with that? This is the problem with like coming up with your dream when you're like little kid and refusing to deviate from it is that little kids' dreams don't make any fucking sense. You can't be like, I'm going to grow up to be a dinosaur. You yeah. You know what I mean? And then be <laughs> in like. Uh, t- turning into an adult and be like, no, 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 I'm literal, literal, <laughs> gonna turn into a dinosaur still. Gow. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is also the thing of like, uh, Kuritsugu had this same dream and then he grew up and was like, oh, that's impossible actually. Uh, and Shiro's like, yeah, but I'm gonna do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, foolish, foolish. It, it's, it's a fascinating, like, Rin's dad, um, before going off to die, mm-hmm. was like, here's exactly what you have to do, and it's follow exactly in my footsteps. Mm-hmm. Do exactly the same thing I did. Uh-huh. And as Kurisugu's dying, he's like, yeah, no, you can't. It's impossible to do this. And Shiro's like, you know what I'm going to do? Follow in my dad's footsteps. This is literalized in a fun way at the very end of this. Uh-huh. We'll talk about it. But yeah. yeah, there's some good stuff with that in this, in mm-hmm. this section of the game. Shiro wakes up. He tastes blood and his stomach hurts for some reason. Uh, Fen, what happened last night? I can't quite remember. What happened? Uh, Berserker took out his whole stomach. Yeah, Berserker did blow his whole stomach across the pavement, didn't he? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, 
Shiro goes to the bathroom. His bathroom is so weird. It looks like a hotel bathroom. <laughs> it's like too it's clean. It's the funniest way to describe that. Uh-huh. He lives alone. Like, I don't know. He probably just doesn't. He also goes to school. It's just like the design of it is very, like, incongruous feeling. It you know like what I nice mean? It's a bathroom. Yeah, it's too nice. Okay. It doesn't match the aesthetic of his house at all. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bathroom in Rin's house. Mm-hmm. It would be very funny if we get a shot of Rin's bathroom and it's the same bathroom. Uh, yeah, his stomach's all bandaged up. Bandaged, not taped shut. Sarkoid so much. Remember when she just wrapped, remember when she just wrapped a bunch of packing, packing tape, tape around, around her, her torn open stomach? Oh, Arcoid rules. Uh, yeah, so it's Sunday. Uh, no school. Mm-hmm. Good, because he almost died. Rin's hanging out. How's Rin doing? Uh, Rin's doing great. Um, and by that I mean she's mad at Shiro. Yeah, she yells at him for, like, being stupid last night. And he's like, oh, right, all that happened. Um, how am I alive? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we have a choice of what to ask about. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, um, wait, does... There's, like, oh, a, a... right. Rin uh, says that he... Jumped in front of Berserker's sword, and um, he he has this moment where he's like, "I swear, I wasn't just like jumping in the way. I was gonna push it. It looked way cooler in my head, <laughs> you know." Uh-huh. Um, she's mad, and then we get a choice of what to talk about next. Well, yeah, she's mad, and does she? Oh no, that might have been. Oh, yeah, I love Rin sprites are incredible. Just all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've talked about it before, but there's plenty of it this time. Of there are sprites that never s- sit still that are purely there to like as animation. Um, there are Rin sprites that are just her turning her head and her hair lagging behind. Uh-huh. So that there's an intermediary She's sprite like between hair, yeah. uh, her like facing forward and facing to the side. And you, you get like a second of her hair like following her. Uh-huh. It, they do so much fun stuff yeah, with yeah, it's cute. that kind of thing. Anyway, um, we have a choice, Ben. We can ask about what happened yesterday. We can ask about, quote, the serious stuff. And we could do neither, I guess. Yeah. I only asked about yesterday. Yeah. So this is, this changes the, it, it, you talk about the same stuff. Um, Some of them order the two sections of what you talk about differently okay. and the very beginning is like a little different okay okay i think rin likes it if you ask about important stuff mm, that's probably true because my guide told me to ask about yesterday and my guy doesn't care about rin yeah well because we're, we're not on rin's route so berserker and Ilias skedaddled after he went down and then what happened to shiro who was bleeding out on the ground last we saw. Uh, his body began to heal itself rapidly. And then, but he stayed unconscious. He was like closed up in 10 minutes. That's on very fast. Yeah, Rin's like, I didn't do shit to help you. <laughs> yeah. And then Rin and Saber brought him back mm-hmm. here to his house. What's Rin's theory on this? Yeah. Oh, wait. Rin likes it if you ask about yesterday. Never mind. Oh. Rin is like, well... So, you know how, oh, let me find, okay. You know how usually, uh, or I guess she doesn't say, you know, uh, usually the master to servant connection is exactly that direction mm-hmm. of the master feeds the servant magical energy. Yes. 
and neither and like doesn't there's not that much going back the other way yeah but something about shiro's botched summoning of saber means that um yeah means that her magical energy is flowing into him yeah saber must have some kind of regenerative ability that he is uh borrowing mooching off of her mooching yeah mooching more than borrowing is the way she's putting it yeah uh she seems to think that saber has like a massive amount of magical energy to burn and that's possibly why it's backflowing well she has a massive amount of magical energy to burn (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there rin doesn't know that yeah uh, we get like a wild one-off line about masters fusing with their servants to cr- make a fake immortal. Yeah, uh, which is cool. There's also there's a fun. Uh, Rin describes it as the curse of self-healing. We don't get details on what she means by that, but it sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, I also really like this line. She's like warning him about this. She's like, don't take this as a you can just keep. Hurt, getting hurt mm-hmm. like please you, it's not going to work out for you and she says i don't know what it is your lifespan your luck or your savings account but you're definitely using something up i love Rin so much it's fantastic for for a, a lot of reasons right because it's very Rin to like drop the bank account thing uh-huh. you know what i mean but also yeah as you've pointed out before mages can burn money and Rin especially in order to do impossible things yeah, and then there's there's an excellent next s- screen, which is like Shiro saying, "Tosaka, doesn't my savings account have nothing to do with this?" And she responds, "Of course it's connected. Magic uses up your money, so it's something that drains your money, and the more you use it, I won't allow myself to be wrong." <laughs> it's like mages tend to have a lot of money and spend a lot of money it seems like but also Rin, not everyone literally <laughs> uses diamonds for fuel. <laughs> Not everyone heats their house by burning rubies. Uh-huh. You know it's what I mean? so funny. Uh, Rin is great. It sucks. It sucks to be the one stuck with that kind of... I mean, there are worse kinds of magic, I'm sure, but it's just the most expensive kind of magecraft. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rin's like, okay, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I don't fucking know. I don't have any interest in a, a holy grail or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and we get a new bit of information that you probably could have inferred. The reason that servants are willing to go along with all this shit is because when a master and servant team win, they both get their wish. Yeah. We've heard that only one person gets a wish, but I guess the servant gets one too as a bonus. One person gets a wish. Oh, Heroic spirits are not... kind of weird when it comes to, like, personhood. Right, right, right. As we're about to talk person about. person gets like... a wish and a servant gets a wish. Yeah, yeah uh let's see yeah shiro's like oh wait saber has her own feelings and desires uh shiro has still been thinking about negotiating peace with the other masters Uh for some reason now he's like oh there's a bunch of immortal killer ghosts that also have wishes Uh running around and nothing to lose yep that's probably gonna make negotiating hard Mm -hmm. um rin points out reassures him that it's not possible for saber to die speaking of immortal ghosts yeah since heroic spirits are technically a phenomenon you can't kill a phenomenon you can like remove them from this time period but they'll just go back to where they came from yeah yeah Mm -hmm. 
It's not death in the same way that like a human dies. Mm -hmm. Saber did not win the last Holy Grail War, which means presumably she was killed. Yep. And she here she is. Yep. Uh, Shiro doesn't like that. Shiro thinks that even just removing a human-shaped being from Earth is murder. <laughs> Temporarily. Temporarily. Uh -huh. Sending them back home. Sending, making someone go back to their house after hanging out with you is murder. <laughs> uh, Rin's response to that is great because she's like, uh, weird that you have a sense of justice even though you're a magus. Mm -hmm. Rin also goes over the thing about how servants can't uh, produce their own magical energy. Mm -hmm. They can't convert uh, mana into magical energy. Yeah, and so because they're not alive, they aren't connected to the world's like life force. Have we gotten the um, masters or the gas or like pouring gas into the the engine, engine. that is? Yeah, there the servant? is. A, I, that's somewhere around here. Uh, the only way that servants can produce the magical energy independently is uh, soul eating. Yep, like uh, that bounded field. Mm -hmm. Um, we get some complex like power level stuff. Yeah. Basically, a servant, despite being like talked of as being way more powerful than a human, is less strong than it was in life. Yeah. Wait, is that true? Yes. Because they're summoned in a class container that limits their abilities, and they're limited by their master's limited magical energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is because magic used to be stronger. Oh, yeah. So they were just stronger and more powerful in every way uh -huh. so there's a cap on how strong they can get by eating souls this is what you said before you could get a four star to a five star a three star to a four star but you can't make a one star a five star yeah yeah you know um well yeah or like oh yes uh you could fill up a gas tank a like three liter gas tank isn't gonna fit five liters of gas yes uh, so there's only so much power you can gain through this method. And also if you go on a murder spree, the association might get mad at you and people might be able to figure out what your servant's deal is by like how those people died. That's a fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's also a fun bit where Rin's like, also heroic spirits are heroes, right? They wouldn't just kill indiscriminate. Right. <laughs> Pretty Actually. much every historical hero has massacred num large numbers of people. Uh-huh. Even the good ones have massacred large numbers of people. It was just usually in the name of righteousness or something. Although, we did see Archer, like, about to beat up Rin if she'd told him to go eat some souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archer wasn't into it. Uh, <laughs> Shiro is like, okay. I'm not planning on killing killing anybody, but if anyone does anything bad, I'll handle it. It's mm -hmm. such a... <sighs> Rin's well, like... What? The one fun part of that, mm -hmm. I think it's here, is Shiro kind of echoing CL. This might be in a little bit, but it's uh -huh. of a piece. Um, echoing CL that basically what he says is, as long as two people are trying to kill each other, it's not murder. <laughs> it's not a sin. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's a, an all-out fight, it's not a sin if either of us dies. Yeah. And so I'm going to stay on the defensive. One of the best CL things. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stay on the defensive because if someone attacks me, they're ready to die. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to be because they're ready to kill me. Um, but I couldn't ever attack anyone because mm -hmm. they might not be ready to kill me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Rin's like, uh, Ilya and Berserker will fucking mash you into the ground like a potato man. <laughs> so you may have to make some actions in the first place. I think they're ready to kill you. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiro's like, t- makes a comment about her enjoying his inevitable death. And she's like, I don't have bad taste like that. And you know what? Tsukihime girls stay winning. Yep. <laughs> they love to watch people die. Tsukihime girls. Uh... Rin proposes a team up. That's the whole reason she's still here most ambitious crossover in <laughs> cinematic history however that goes uh-huh. old meme but uh-huh uh-huh yeah she wants to, to be on the same team as him until berserker is defeated and in exchange she'll give him some hot tips and tricks on being a master and a mage she knows more about a mage than a master but uh-huh. she doesn't say that far so speaking of uh ambitious crossovers yeah if you don't cooperate you get what i think is uh by a long shot the longest bad end in the game fascinating and not only that ben uh we'll cover it when we do unlimited blade works because what happens is that you jump roots from fate into unlimited blade works for two or three days before ending up at a bad end that you can also get from unlimited blade works but I believe you get some unique scenes coming at it from here. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also some normal Unlimited Blade Works scenes mixed in there. So we'll cover it when we get to Unlimited Blade Works. It's like Tiger Dojo like 17 or something. Yeah. Tiger Dojo. Tiger Dojo. So we're going to cooperate here. Yeah. We're going to agree to team up with Rin because why not? The instant I felt Tosaka's soft hand, I realized she is a girl. <sighs> Horny from a handshake, fan. The thing is, <laughs> everyone funny. complains about Shiro being horny for girls. Again, I've I, we were watching Baka, uh, Monoga today. This does not really rate for me. I just think it's funny. Yeah. It's also the thing of, like, I was also a 17-year-old boy in a not past life, but you know what I mean. Um, before I became a cool, uh, sexy... Homosexual. A non-binary mm-hmm. girl. Um, I remember being horny for girls also. Some would say I'm horny for girls to this very day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it it is the kind of thing that is like, yeah, as you said, so much better than Otherangi. <laughs> this, uh, this bit is also really great because it sets up the, ne- the like next bit. Like Shiro's like, wow, her hands are so soft. She's so pretty. And then Rin's eyes narrow and she smiles and she says, it's not the first time you've ever held hands with a girl. And just uh-huh. like goes for his throat. <laughs> Shiro found dead on day four. <laughs> it's such a good, uh-huh. Uh, Rin's great. Now, Rin hands over a book that her father gave her. It's blank, but it projects a diegetic stat screen into your mind, I guess. Incredible. It's so funny that it's there's It's so funny. It's so funny that there is a stat screen system in this game, which I knew about, and it's so much funnier that it's diegetic. It's uh-huh. And that uh in a in like three minutes, Rin is going to be talking about A rank attacks. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. We got RP- <laughs> RPGs have arrived in Fate. Fate is an RPG with RPG mechanics. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, okay. We get some information about class containers and servants. 
Yep. There's the seven classes. We've already covered that. Mm-hmm. Rin says something really interesting about how there are other classes that can be mixed in sometimes instead of like replacing some of the classes. I had completely missed this the first time. Uh-huh. Uh And it makes way more sense. Like, oh, that's how like it wasn't invented whole cloth the first someone time someone was like, what about ruler? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Nasu must have been like. Yeah, no, I have like seven other other ideas for other classes too, but I'm not going to use any of those. How many other classes are there? Uh, well, Ruger, I know that Avenger, Go has Foreigner, Moon Cancer. Well, um, okay, let's Alter Ego, Pretender. So Foreigner, Pretender are unique to Fake Go, right? Pretender was called Faker and was another stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that strange yeah. fake? No, uh, maybe, but it's also in uh, case files. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Gunner is in something, too. Huh. Wonder if we're ever going to get that for Go. Probably not, because it seems like guns are just archers now. Um, Fate Go has continued to ruin my brain for fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, anytime to, like, Lancer and Archer fighting, I'm just like, yeah, Lancer should win this matchup handily. Because there's a weapons triangle. Yeah. Uh, which is not how fight scenes in real life work. It's not like, oh, you deal half damage if you're... It's almost how it works here. We're like a breath away from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lancer has a skill called like run away or like he's yep. Pokemon. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we we get uh, diegetic stat screens. Yeah. Uh, things about classes. No weird classes this time, which no. is very funny because this is the first time these appear. So uh-huh. you could tell us anything as a class, and I would believe you. Uh-huh. Um, and we also get some interesting stuff about how past servants like they are affected by how much people believe in them and like think about them now and yeah. where they were summoned, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting like. They're affected by how powerful they were in real life. Yes. Uh, put quotes around real life. Um, Since some of them are fictional. I think all of the servants in this are fictional. Mythical, yes, but maybe some of them are based on real things. There's a lot of, this person may have existed, or this person may have been based on this. Okay, that's fair. Um, um, yeah, that's interesting, though. There's not a lot of, like... People who are known to have existed. Yeah. Well, for sure. But in in the world of fate, all of these people really actually Really existed, existed. yeah. Um, so they're impacted by how powerful they were when they were alive. And then they're impacted by how popular they are in the place that they are now existing. Yeah. Which is yeah, really the fun. The world generally, but especially where they... So, so if you summoned a Japanese servant who is well known in Japan and nowhere else but summon them in Fuyuki, they would be way stronger because they were summoned. I think if you summoned, we know that Lancer is Ku, Ku Holland, right? Yes. If he was summoned in or Ireland, he would be stronger. You could deduce that from his spear. I think they say it like, yeah, I think it's, it is also said very soon, but okay. Page okay. When you open That's it very funny. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. way stronger is probably overstating it. It's it again, depends. it's like a it's like a one star difference, not like you're not going to get a one roll a one star and then but you summon them in a place that they're known for, so they're five star. That's true. That's true. Um, but it's just like a little extra, a, a big extra boost. Yeah, yeah. 
And so if someone was like extremely powerful in real life, uh, but is completely forgotten today, they would lose a big chunk of their power, but they could still hold their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of that is heroes. They're powerful, sure, but they're nothing without their legendary weapons. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially. Okay. We're going to talk about why Heracles is such a problem. Yes. Ilya told us about Heracles, uh, who that her servant is named as Heracles. Yep. Or Hercules. Hercules, depending on, uh, depending on if you watch the Disney movie. Well, I think one of those is the Roman spelling, uh-huh. and the other is mm-hmm. Greek. It's like closer to Greek. Uh-huh. I don't 100% remember, but yeah. Same guy. I He is arguably the most well-known Greek character from Greek mythology up there with like Achilles. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Plus, he's from so long ago. He's from the age of gods, she says, uh-huh. that his uh, abilities are on another level, uh-huh. basically. The close, the further back you go, the stronger people's magic is mm-hmm. into the realm of like being able to do impossible things. And servants can recreate those impossible legends and like break the rules of how reality works now. Uh-huh. Great. Bad. Yep. So, yeah. Noble phantasms. Yep. What's a noble phantasm? So a noble phantasm is, uh, I think Rin says, tends to be uh, a tends to be a a signature weapon. Yeah. So like it can be armor. She said before too. Uh-huh. It can be. It's something strongly associated with them. So like, sure, Siegfried is a is cool, but like without his dragon killing sword, he's just not really that special mm-hmm. um and so yeah it it Rin makes it sound like as you said uh the power of the servant certainly matters but it's like it's really their weapon is <laughs> what makes them unique yeah yeah because they use that to recreate the impossible thing yeah, in their legend yeah. man so someone with a like a hill destroying sword uh most people couldn't just destroy hills, but or mountains, I guess. Mountain, mountain uh, sounds cooler. Yeah, anti uh, hill noble phantasm. Uh, but someone with a a a sword that could destroy mountains, like, would be able to. Yes. Servants get when they're summoned get one NP. Mm-hmm. They may have been, had more than one legendary move, but they only get one usually when they're summoned. I can't remember if she says it, but it it is a like uh kind of magical energy constraint of like mm-hmm. it it's real expensive to to keep both a servant and then also a legendary like reality breaking mm-hmm. weapon materialized so the other drawback of a noble phantasm is that they have to say the name of their special move in order uh-huh. to use it which immediately blows their their cover so like ku kuholan saying gay bulk is like oh one person wields that spear <laughs> and it's him um yeah yeah so you want to hold it as long as possible because once you use it once other people might be able to might have heard other mm-hmm. people might be listening it, mm-hmm. even if you win that fight you might lose the information yeah. war yeah uh rin's like okay i'm gonna go uh make sure that you think of me as a future enemy not a friend <laughs> Or not as a human being. Don't think of me as a human being. Think of me as an enemy. Uh-huh. Uh, but not not right now. 
let's save that for later. <laughs> I did a little browsing of the stat screens. Um, none of these stats mean anything, man. No. Or they do narratively because yeah. the rank of attack that people can do is going to be extremely important. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. It's all just so meaningless. It's so funny. Uh, I love that they all have D&D alignments. I love that Heracles' is chaotic insane. Yep. Ku and Archer both have E-rank luck, <laughs> which is very funny. It's very D&D. It's very tabletop campaign. Uh-huh. Is the vibe yeah. that I'm getting. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, you reached level four. You can slot one extra point into whatever you want. Maybe upgrade your luck to D. Well, and like including their... um including their like special abilities of like you said that um what's his name uh ku has like runaway yeah um, <laughs> but yeah I they mean... have special special skills that are so funny yeah um like he's got battle continuation which means he can fight extra hard even if he should be defeated uh huh like, that isn't that just like an inherent trait that people have uh huh uh i love the descriptions of nps uh-huh. um we get saber's noble phantasm here which hasn't been explained yet yeah it's her invisible sword yeah is um yeah i love just the the um the bit where it says wise up wise for up. every new thing that you learn wise up um saber has what magic resistance and riding uh-huh. uh riding ability to ride things <laughs> Which is just this is this is not totally clear now right now, but uh we can we can talk about this. Riding means anything. Saber yeah. can drive a car. Saber uh, could drive a motorcycle. She can ride she most could vehicles. Ride a horse. <laughs> she can ride most vehicles with above average skill, but she cannot ride those of demonic beast and holy beast rank. <laughs> uh magic resistance A cancels any magic A rank or below. In practice, no magi today are able to hurt Saber. That explains why Rin got fucked up yep. so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all oh, funny. Uh, Berserkers, Heracles' stat screen is fun because it has, like, a it, uh, the increases in stats are a different color. Mm-hmm. Um, class ability, madness, B, all parameters are increased, but sanity is lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, like, a fun, like, oh, yeah, you can see that usually um he's like an a rank mm-hmm. strength a con or b con b agility mm-hmm. but because uh because of the madness enhancement he's like a plus and a and I a see. and like i see higher yeah the writing thing specifically points out a really fun dynamic of how servants work in that in order to summon them the grail like generalizes them a lot it has mm-hmm. like servant classes are genericized to make it easier to contain the information of the servant and like sand them down into something that makes sense right okay which is why saber in history cannot drive a car but she has the riding skill therefore uh yeah she can drive a car Uh so she's downloaded with information on how to drive a car you know what i mean i just very funny really quick i want to say rider has riding a plus which makes sense because she's a rider Mm -hmm. um which ability to ride things can ride even demonic and holy creatures if they are beasts. This, however, does not include dragons. <laughs> it's such a fun, like, all of this is, as you said, so tabletop of like. It's so, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it, okay. This being is a demonic beast, which means that 
uh rider can ride it but saber cannot mm -hmm. um oh no this is a dragon it's a it's a wyvern but it technically counts as a dragon so a dragon tag yeah uh-huh it's just it's so fun dragon scales are immune to attacks below this ranking uh-huh yeah no it's it's very funny do you have anything else to say about the stat screen no there's we a lot of stuff there but we don't up a little okay but... Uh, after Rin leaves, Saber feels like shit, because Saber, Shiro sure. feels like shit. He's thinking about the Grail War, and then decides that he wants to look at pictures of Saber. I miss Saber, too, so. Uh-huh. I like looking at pictures of Saber. Where is Saber? Um, she's in the dojo. What's she wearing? Um, she's wearing an incredible outfit. I want, I might just, like uh commission someone who does cosplay just for this outfit uh-huh because it looks comfy yeah it's, um, it's a cute comfortable outfit it's a little like it's like a a, a blue skirt yeah. white long sleeve blouse mm -hmm. with a blue ribbon like tied around her neck very very simple uh looks incredible on her <laughs> um he just stands there and is like damn pretty damn, look at saber I also think that Saber, or yeah, I also think that Saber's pretty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Saber eventually notices that he's there and starts yelling at him. Uh, and he's like, well, you were, you were a girl. I don't know if you realize this, but you're a girl, so I need to protect you. And get, she gets so mad. She gets so mad. We also get incredible sprites. Uh, Sassy hand on hip Saber. She's, yeah, she's great. Um, I think we missed uh one thing earlier shiro says he doesn't want the holy grail because uh it because it would be easier than struggling for his goal and uh it wouldn't be worth it if he didn't have to struggle for it imagine if you could just use the holy grail and wish to be superman uh-huh <laughs> so stay annoying. tuned for fate grand order <laughs> when we talk a lot about struggling for things uh -huh. versus just being handed them uh-huh uh, let's see. Uh, they chat for a little bit. Uh, he decides to test Saber and ask uh, if she intends to win the fight by any means. Mm -hmm. Like, pointedly. He's talking about the soul-eating thing, and she get she's about to fucking cut his head off for even, like, vaguely suggesting the idea. Yeah. She's like, you're gonna have to use a command smell, buddy. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Wait, no, no. I was testing you. <laughs> Please don't kill me. She's happy about that. She's happy about teaming up with Rin. And we get a choice of what to talk to her about. Who are you in history? Mm -hmm. Are you doing okay? Or where'd you get that outfit? Outfit. I, I'm i going to start for questions that are not, um, that don't actually affect the end, like path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that aren't important. Things that don't lead to bad ends. I'm just going to do all of them since we're firmly on Saber's route. But uh -huh. I did not do that for this. I only did the outfit. Uh-huh. Uh, Rin gave her the clothes. Rin had this outfit lying around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saber can't go into spirit form. Wait, one sec. Yeah. It's so funny that Rin had this outfit, which is blue and white, neither of which are really Rin colors. Rin, col Rin is the opposite. She is black and red. Yep. Uh, so it's very funny that Rin just had this around somewhere. Uh, let's see. So Saber can't go into spirit form because of the botched summoning. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has this outfit. She can summon her armor at any point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it would look really weird. I guess the thing is, she's wearing these clothes because it would be very funny for her just to walk around in armor. Yes. Uh, she would stand out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like that armor only comes all together. She can't like, like if she took off the armor before getting these clothes, she'd just be naked. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> so yeah, she was like, I guess I can just pretend that you're uh Kiritsugu's relative or something like that. I don't know. Who shows up, Fen? Rin is here. Rin is back. She's got her cooler red sweater on with the cross on it. Uh-huh. She's also got a big bag because she's moving in. <laughs> yep. Oh, Sakura's gonna be so fucking <laughs> bad. If she if Sakura knew she could just move into Shiro's house by being slightly assertive. Um, Shiro is like, are you trying to kill me? And Rin is like, so are you and Saber going to share a bed or what? I, the first time I read this, uh, it is clarified, but the first time I read this, uh, it sounded like Rin was like, damn, I wouldn't mind only one bed with Saber. (laughs) Uh, It's so funny. He's like, no, I'm not going to share a bed with Saber. And Saber's like, I need to protect you. I'm sharing your bed. (laughs) Um... Yeah, let's see. Saber continues to argue about for her rights to sleep wrapped around Shiro like an octopus. <laughs> well, we also uh Rin is very bad at keeping her distance from people if she has to spend any time with them. Yeah. And she has subconsciously, it seems like, started calling Shiro Shiro, not uh Emiya. Uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, just important. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, it's so funny. She's so, so badly wanted someone to be an asshole to uh-huh. <laughs> long that she just can't hold it in anymore. And it's Archer is in spirit form, still recovering, so she can't be an asshole to him. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, Shiro negotiates down, uh, Saber down to a room next to his. They have the bounded field that will warn them if someone approaches. There is a servant named Assassin. Yeah. I don't know if I really feel like if I believe the Bounded Field will help them with that, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Rin goes mar- marches off to go pick her favorite room, and everyone's like, wow, that girl has no tact at all. <laughs> she really doesn't. Shiro is trying to show Saber around. Saber's like, hey, listen, we got to talk about something. So uh, we, we go talk- to... I don't want Rin to hear. Yeah. <laughs> We go to Shiro's very empty and sterile room. Hi, Shiki. It's good to see you uh-huh. again. I think this is the moment when Saber's like, um, I'm sorry? Is this your room? Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Saber's like, I got bad news and I've got worse news. <laughs> She's not going to tell him her name, uh-huh. first of all. She's like, you have no magic resistance. Someone could just be like, hey, magic spell, tell me Saber's name. And uh, he would do it. Uh-huh. So she's going to keep that secret. She also says that she's not a particularly well-known heroic spirit and is going to be weaker than Berserker no matter what. And she seems pretty uh, uh, bitter about it. Uh-huh. She's like, it wouldn't ma- it wouldn't change anything if you this knew is, the name. This has the same energy as Archer being like, well, I'm sorry I'm not Saber. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you can see Saber's stats and they're like very middling. Stats. B's and C's. Yeah. Not great. Uh... Now for the worst news. 
You remember that botched summoning? Yeah. It was more botched than uh than she has been letting on. Uh-huh. Saber and Shiro do not have a connection whatsoever, actually. Well, they do have some they do have they, they the, like sense each other. But yeah. like the tube that magic energy tra- travels down does this not exist. exist. Yeah. She gets zero magical energy from him. Uh-huh. So, Saber has incredible magical energy reserves. Yep. That she is burning through rapidly because she has no concept of conserving energy. She used up 10 mages worth of magical energy last night. What the fuck does that even mean? Like 10 mages worth of like a day of energy or like a lifetime of energy? It sounds cool. Who could say? Uh, So Saber's like, I'm going to uh, help deal with this issue by napping a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm Mm-hmm. It won't restore her magical energy, nope. but she won't consume any while she's napping. Yep. She tells him to wake her up if he wants to leave, and he's like, I don't have any teleportation shit, so if you get into trouble without me there, you're going to have to use a command spell to summon me. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, And also, like, she's like, but don't worry too much. Like, you don't, it's not going to, I'm not going to fight, like, six bat one-on-one battles versus every other servant. She says she had fewer than seven fights total last time. Yeah. And she's already fought three, so that's that's almost half already. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, Shiro is all worried about her. Saber's like, please don't worry about me. And Saber, Saber is sleeping in Shiro's closet. <laughs> I think Saber is sleeping in an adjoining room that has yeah. like a, a sliding door between it and his room. Yeah. Saber is sleeping in his walk-in closet. <laughs> I think it's like a second bedroom. I know. I'm just. It does okay. very much look like her, his closet door is opening and Saber is coming out of it. Yeah. We don't ever get like a view of the second room. Uh, so I have no idea how big it is. But yes. Um, she also says that, hey, she was summoned to the Saber last time. She's. Uh, I think Rin at some point says like there are servants who could be summoned into like multiple classes. Saber, not one of them. Mm-hmm. She's always Saber. Yeah, which can't is, be anything else. How does she, how does she know that about this saber? Well, saber says this. Oh right, Not, saber says that. Rin is the one who said, like you a can. while ago, you, there are servants who can be summoned into any and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro can hear saber snoozing in the other room. He gets very uncomfortable and leaves and goes and sits outside. Mm-hmm. It seems that Rin has occupied the best room in the detached building across the way. Um, Shiro takes a nap. This is still midday. Yeah. It's been a... He's been recovering. Yeah. Takes a lot out of a guy. Savior's woken back up from her nap, and uh, they're hanging out in the living room. He's like, okay, let's talk strategy. And Rin is like, strategy, fuck that. I want to talk about who's making dinner. <laughs> you don't want to order food during a Holy Grail War, I guess. No, I... they could be an assassin or they could get caught up in the fighting or I don't know that any of these people have ever heard of ordering food. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like they're so prideful about um, about making food that yeah. I don't think they've ever even considered buying food pre-made from someone rin uh wants to trade off dinner cooking responsibilities and she was like well what about breakfast and she's like i don't eat breakfast and he's like well that's bad for you 
She's going to have him eat, make breakfast first and is clearly setting him up for some kind of, like, competitive, uh-huh. uh, like, one-upsmanship. Saber likes eating. Yeah. She's happy. She's a good source of energy. Uh-huh. I don't think that'll actually recover any of her magical energy, but... No. I I think it's a, like, oh, it'll staunch the flow a little. He's cooking, and the girls start discussing strategy without him. Uh-huh. There are four masters besides them and Ilya. Uh, we get some information about the Eisburn family. They've almost won a couple of wars. Mm-hmm. No one's actually won any of these, but, you know, Eisburns have done good in the past. Uh, usually, someone who is... Uh, someone summons berserker in order to make a weak servant stronger, right? Mm-hmm. If you can only get a catalyst for, like, a bee servant you can summon them as berserker by modifying the summoning chant in order to get a stronger servant right yes. because as we've already gone over um the stronger your servant the more magical energy they take mm-hmm. and so berserker's master usually ends up just burning out mm-hmm. um because their their servant takes too much magical energy uh-huh. so summoning an already powerful one of the strongest one of the strongest servants as a berserker, is then just like, And oh. she has no trouble controlling him whatsoever, it uh-huh. seems. That's bad. Yeah. What's up with Ilya, Ben? What's up with Ilya? Great question. We'll find out at some point. I don't remember how long it takes. Saber's like, I feel awful still, but I'm, I've still got a hole in my heart from Lancer. It's going to be a while before I can fight with Berserker. Mm-hmm. And even then, even when she's fully healed doesn't seem Maybe good still a little bad. little like it might be just like when she's fully healed 60 40 berserker but it's still it might be 70 30 honestly archer is also still fucked up yep and he's living on the roof <laughs> he's living on the roof for now to look for enemies with his very good eyes um sure was grumpy uh and rin's like don't worry i won't steal saber from you She's got the most annoying expression on her face. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's great. Rin is really a highlight of this so far. Uh-huh. Well, and this is a, like, it, the, yeah, it feels like a double meaning there of, like, Shiro isn't really getting along that well as Saber. Uh-huh. And so Shiro's like, but she's so pretty and I want to get along with her. And Rin's like, just easily just vibing with uh-huh. her. And uh-huh. it's like, don't worry, I won't steal her in either way. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are highlights of this uh, scene, we get a voice line of Saber going, mm, mm, <laughs> as she tries each food. It's so good. It's really good. She she nods every time she tries a new food. It's very cute. Uh, Rin tastes the food and is like, I can destroy you. <laughs> uh, back to mage talk. They talk about hunting ma- the masters. Uh, Shiro... Couldn't even tell Rin was a mage, yeah. so he's not going to be very useful. And Saber's like, I'm a knight class. I also can't do this shit. She says, like, they'd have to be pretty close and also maybe using... <laughs> also maybe casting spells at me that are bouncing <laughs> off of me. Uh, Rin's like, okay, act normal, keep Saber on hand. Yeah. Saber can't come to school. Unfortunately. Also. Uh, Rin is like, I'll protect you if things go down at school. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were sickos for uh, Arcoid going to school. 
I want to see Saber, Saber going, going to school. To school. <laughs> that would be very fun. Uh-huh. All right. It's evening. It's evening time. And uh, she was like, I got to try and like break this like weird nervousness I have around Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> What's up, Ben? <laughs> um, just Saber's living in this closet. Uh, it's the next line you were yeah. laughing at, right? Should I just read this line? Yeah. Uh, I wrote, Saber, or, Shiro is hornier and more distracted every time he sees a girl than Shiki was the time he had an unquenchable demon boner from hell. <laughs> Tsukihime, folks. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, Sh- Shiki got so much more done with that <laughs> demon boner than <laughs> Shiro does. Ever. <laughs> Uh, she was like, hey, is there anything, Saber, that you want to do except besides, like, just fighting all the time? And she's like, I'm not here to sightsee. I'm here to kill people. And win a holy grail. Uh Like, yeah. Um, he's about to ask who she was. And then he's like, oh, right. That would kind of be asking what her true name is. And I don't want her to think I'm a dumbass for just, like, asking a bunch the same question in different ways. Um, and he's like, mm, what should I talk about, though? God, this is so awkward. Uh-huh. Saber decides to ask a question instead, and she's like, why the fuck did you jump in front of Berserker? He is, he thinks to himself, like, I really can't let her know that, uh, I care more about saving her than my own life. And Saber immediately is like, damn, you care more about saving me than my own life, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, no human would try to save another while ignoring their own life. Even heroes should be no exception to that. So, if someone like that exists, they would be lacking something. If he continued with that thing missing... Uh, wait, with that missing thing... Mm-hmm. If he continued with that missing thing, only tragedy would await. Mm-hmm. Mm. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shiro's like, no, 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 you, I'm totally fine. I have plenty of fear of death and all that stuff and i will think of myself next time Mm -hmm. saber has this incredible line where she's like yes you certainly are a coward if you do not make any mistakes you'll become a proper mage she's great uh but also says like you're a coward because some people would say accepting the situation that you're in is cowardice Mm -hmm. and i think the she doesn't say it but the uh other part of that is like instead of trying to change it to be better <laughs> um which is interesting yeah we'll come back to yeah mm-hmm. that a bunch it's 11 o'clock at night shiro can't sleep because saber's sleeping and he hears her sweet little breaths in the other room he wanders outside and uh goes into the shed to think about swords for an hour mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh he's got a bandage on his hand for the to cover his command spells the most obvious like yeah that you're a master possible it's like sure maybe something happened and you had to bandage your hand but like the number one thing if you're looking for masters command spells are like on or around your hand yep so just look for anyone who's got bandage hands Uh uh-huh i think rin is just Hers are, like, on her wrist or something, and she's just wearing long sleeves. That's good. Um. Monday.
February 4th, 5, New Life. New Life. Shiro fell asleep in the shed, and he's like, I gotta go make breakfast. He feels like he's forgetting something. Saber, for all her talk of protecting him, seems to have not woken up and noticed that he left, which is funny. <laughs> we get a really, really incredible moment <laughs> when he's in the, the um, dining room. Rin arrives, a pale phantom. <laughs> this is a great sprite. Her just like completely like fried with her hand over her face. Her hair is like a mess. Uh-huh. This is this is this entire scene is really fun because uh-huh. it's like it is not something that could have happened in Skihime uh-huh. because of the engine, I assume. But um, the the text is describing her as a ghost mm-hmm. and so her sprite is like half translucent yep and uh describes her like wandering around and so it just like does like whoop, whoop, around the screen as rin like stumbles around she was like are you okay she's like it's always like this morning for me <laughs> <sighs> um now the thing that uh shiro has been forgetting arrives mm-hmm. sakura is here and Shiro sprints to try and get rid of her, only to find Rin who has cleaned herself up and already come to greet her. Yep. This scene is also great. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Rin decides to play this basically as if Sakura walked in on her and Shiro fucking and Sakura should feel <laughs> so awkward about it and yep. go away. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, Shira's like, okay, okay, the reason that she's here, it's a really long story, and Rin's like, no, I live here right now. That's not a very long story at all now, is it? She's being very mean to Sakura to get rid of her. This, um, my note here is just Tosaka and Mato being rude to each other rules. Uh-huh. Um, because this is, no, is this where Sakura's, like, stands up for herself? Yeah, yeah, Rin's like... As you can see, there's something going on here, so you should get out of here. And Sakura just stamps her little feet and walks inside and starts making breakfast. Uh huh. And Shiro's like, "Wait a sec, I've, I've never, never seen that before." Seen that before. <laughs> Rin also is like, turns to Shiro and is, she's like, "Is she always like this here?" There's a great line where Rin's like, "This is bad. I never knew Sakura was so perverse." <laughs> Um, Shiro does manage to catch Saber and is like, hey, maybe you should fucking hide till this is over. I Uh I don't know if Sakura can handle two girls living in my house. And uh, Saber's like, take a deep breath, man. It's not really that big a deal. Uh And then she goes to hide. Taiga arrives also. Uh Uh-huh. And throws a fit. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's also very upset about this. There's a good bit where she's like, I'm not, I will not allow Rin to stay here. And Rin's like, oh, I already stayed the one night. And well, actually, broken. Yeah. yeah. Rin's like, I stayed, I stayed here last night. And actually the night before. Night- <laughs> Hadn't moved in yet, but, you know. Um, yeah. Tiger's like, what would your dad think of this? And she was like, I think he'd probably high five me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Kiritsugu, real woman respecter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was father's belief that girls should be protected. And Taiga's, Taiga just is like, God damn it. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Rin uses some big words to bamboozle her, uh, Taiga. And she's like, she's, she basically is like, my house is undergoing renovations. And Shiro offered me a room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rin uh... wins this. Sakura seems still pretty mad about it. Yes. 
is it later when uh shiro almost promises not to sexually assault rin or saber and then can't help him can't actually can't promise, promise that it. yeah cause... It, it comes up here too okay but uh it, it comes up later yeah he does a less good job when talking about saber yeah. it's bad uh-huh shiro rin and sakura all head to school together yeah sakura usually goes early to get to her club on time but uh it seems like she didn't want to leave them <laughs> alone given the way rin's acting i'm not surprised mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rin's like sakura gets a key and <laughs> shiro's like i trust her yeah the the specific way he phrases it is like uh i know that she'll she'll uh she's responsible and i know that she won't do anything bad that being said i don't think i can give you a key Uh uh-huh now what happens when they arrive at school to ruin this fun scene uh shinji's here oh shinji yeah that fucking guy he starts in screaming at sakura the second he sees her for skipping the archery club without his permission and then goes to slap her Shiro catches his hands out of the air and pretends it was like a high five or something like that. Um, and like tries to let the let it drop. Uh-huh. This is complicated. Uh... This is so I, I assume this is like something that they're working with in this story. Right. But like on the one hand, Shiro is has deftly diffused an attempt to hit Sakura. Right. Mm-hmm. Without embarrassing shinji yeah which would could make him crack down more right Mm -hmm. it's a lot to ask like a teen to do more than that i guess Uh uh-huh you know like what can he do he has tried before and it seems to only have made things worse but also it's really hard to take shiro fucking seriously about his protecting women thing when he can get in the way of saber a trained warrior constantly but the most he can do for Sakura is, like, half-heartedly help Shinji save face in front of other people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a fucking hypocrite. Yes. I assume this will come up later, but, like, he's so weird about Shinji, specifically. He's the guy who's like, oh, but I think he's really nice when someone's describing how he assaulted them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think this came up in our, in days one through three uh-huh. episode. Um Shiro's very much like it's it both Shinji and with the Yakuza is kind of he has accepted them for who they are mm-hmm. and just doesn't view them as a problem anymore. Yeah. Even though Shinji just tried to beat his sister in front of the entire school. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes him look really bad. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Cause like if he was out here like jumping in front of everyone you know what i mean i would be able to take his superhero bullshit more seriously yeah uh-huh uh-huh but you know that's just ideals are fa- are like something you believe in and then don't do uh-huh anyway uh shinji yells at Sh- uh shiro now sakura stands up for shiro which is bad um shinji goes to grab sakura again this time rin intercedes and that's this breaks shinji uh seeing that rin came to school with shiro shinji's remarkably unaware of his surroundings yeah 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 he's he has completely no fear about anything that's happening he thinks Mm -hmm. he's the the king of his kingdom you know yep (sighs) um and he thinks oh 
Rina's just walking with uh, Shiro because she wants me to get jealous. I don't think he thinks that. I, that's his, like, he's trying to convince himself of that, right? He's like, oh my god, this is not happening. And then he's like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, you're just doing this to get at me, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's like, but me and, me and Shiro aren't really friends anymore, so you're not going to get in good. And she's like, oh, I'm glad to hear that because I didn't have the slightest interest in you. <laughs> while smiling at him rin rules it's such a it it was so bad that Sh- shiro says wow <laughs> out loud uh. yeah uh rin f- further pushes on shinji by being like hey you're not in charge of the archery club and morning practice is optional so back the fuck up mm-hmm. uh he says an older brother can do whatever he likes with his younger sister, which is a really bad sentence. Shinji backs off for now. Um, this is the most stressful shit in this game. I would rather them. Fu- I would rather Berserker be right there uh-huh. than Shinji right now because with Berserker, he's a big monster you can fight. With yeah. Shinji, there is a whole complex like social dynamic thing happening where they can't just take Sakura away because she's like seventeen. Uh-huh. And 16. Her f- 16. And her family is, like, in the way of this. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing is, like, Berserker is less scary because it might be hard, but yeah. y- it's fair play to kill him. Yeah, you can fight him. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is like, well, I mean, we sure would love to just bring him into a back alley and have Saber kill him but that's not like rin would like that socially shiro acceptable don't that it's yes. another part of the yeah problem. uh-huh like shiro admits that berserker needs to be stopped but with shinji he's like well he's just kind of like that you know mm-hmm. yeah and like what do they have it's like could they go to someone it doesn't seem like their family cares mm-hmm. or at least from what no one gets in his way, it seems like. He's he's gotten to the point where he thinks he can hit his sister in public and won't have any consequences. And yeah. What are the what who's on their side about this? Taiga? Like a problem teacher mm-hmm. uh who's new and like really young and can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean she's got mob connections. Maybe she can kill Shinji. <laughs> Alright, that's enough Shinji talk. Um he walks off. Rin's like, I, I'm worried that I may have pushed him a little too hard. Sakura tells Shiro that he is Shinji's only friend. Whoa. And don't be too mad at him. Uh, Shiro's like, I, oh, I'm not too mad. I knew exactly what kind of guy he was as soon as I met him, which really isn't helping his case here. Uh-huh. Sakura goes off and then um, <gasps> they bump into Issei. Rin and Shiro together bump into Issei, who is Issei. scandalized. <laughs> scandalized and then tries to physically drag Shiro away from Rin. While saying that she's poisonous. <laughs> uh, and Rin just like walks off to her class because she's in a different class than the two uh-huh, of them. She doesn't care. She also whispers to Shiro to meet her on the roof mm-hmm. for lunch. Lunch time. It is lunch. Issei is mad at Shiro. Shiro was like, yeah, we got close over the holidays to explain it, and he's and wouldn't elaborate on how. So he's furious. Shiro's both Rin and Shiro are very bad at providing explanations that aren't just 
yeah, we're uh, together and having sex now. <laughs> the, the, the difference is Rin is doing that on purpose to Sakura, to scare Sakura uh-huh. away. And Shiro is doing it because he's uh, like has nothing else in there. He's yep. like, I, I can't think of any other excuses because I have nothing in my life besides work and visualizing swords. <laughs> so choice. we get a choice. Do we want to go try and cool things off with Sakura, or do we want to go up to the roof to meet with Ren? Uh, I went and spoke with Ren, but... I did both. Talk about Sakura first. This is where I did, yes. started doing both. So let's talk about Sakura. Mm-hmm. He goes. It's not very long. He goes to Sakura's classroom, and he like apologizes for not consulting her. It's kind of a sweet scene where she's like, it's not really my my business and he's like well you're part of my family you know you and tiger are my family Mm -hmm. so i should not have agreed to this without consulting you and she thinks that's really sweet it's cute he offers to kick ring rin out and uh while complimenting her and saying all these sweet things about her being part of his family and she's like no 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 it's it's okay i i trust you i i understand the the circumstances and she's like but on the off chance, like, what would it, what would you have done if I had said, yeah, kick her out? He's like, oh, I would just go live at her house. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so funny because it directly contradicts the her the this the good story Rin came up with. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. She's like, thank, thank fuck, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So, Let's go re- meet Rin on the roof. This is the story relevant one. Mm-hmm. This is more important. He brought coffee. He uh, he was late. He brought coffee as a bribe. Uh, she says that he, she's like thankful, but also is like, you lost points for not bringing me milk tea. I like milk tea. <laughs> yeah. The the um. She says something about like the the amount of gratitude goes down the farther away it is from the drink that I wanted, <laughs> which is milk tea. Yeah. So we start talking about the bounded field again. Mm-hmm. This bounded field is the type that steals the blood and meat from the humans inside it. That's a fucking terrifying way of saying that. Uh-huh. I don't want anything to steal my meat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say that on a podcast, man. Right, yeah. So Shiro said something before about feeling like the people around him were lifeless. And it's mm-hmm. because it's already kind of like sucking away the ed- edges of people's energy you know what i mean yeah this is the fun bit of um i think what is it and beginning of day three when the battlefield gets set up um and like rin walks in and is like oh there's a bounded field here and shira walks in and he's like this feels weird yeah uh of like she's obviously a much better mage than he is mm-hmm. but even even his like little bit of mage training allows him to like kind of subconsciously sense stuff like this yeah yeah uh it's interesting it, she talks about everyone at school being more tired we don't really see that with anyone so far any of the other characters that we've met no because all of the characters who were in the prologue have kind of gotten forgotten at this point yeah we've well we still got isei we still got shinji right okay mm-hmm. but we haven't get, gotten to see any of rin's friends which is unfortunate because they're great yeah uh-huh well, I think, yeah, and both Issei and Shinji are, like, plot-relevant going forward, mm-hmm. and uh, none of Rin's friends show up again, really. Ayako shows up a bit, but not much. She's mentioned... Oh, right, yeah, no, she does show up occasionally. But... 
Mm. They talk about there being another ma- uh, another master at school because of the bounded field. Yeah, she knew there was a mage. We got this before. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know that that mage is the master, but since you became a master, there could be wild cards that I don't know about. Uh-huh. She checked the school mage and says that they don't have command spells or servant or they're hiding it very well. Mm-hmm. But she's pretty sure it's not them. Uh, the other mage family, the one she knows about, is closely connected and allied with her own family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shiro's like, how could uh, they, they talk about the, who made the bounded field? Rin's current theory is that a powerful servant made it to make up for a weak master. Yeah. A a Shiro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Someone who master and servant are a lot less scrupulous than Shiro. Thus, a master who Rin probably wouldn't be able to tell was a master Mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, they're weak enough that they don't even give off the normal mage vibes. Mm -hmm. She's like, Rin is very... scared and impressed with this bounded field she says very at the very limits of what is possible with magecraft hmm. and she's doing what she can to slow it down but this thing is just pulling energy from the air and is going to fire in eight days is basically what we get no matter what she does that's so as far el- as she can slow it down day 11 day 13 day 13 yeah so They've already won, pretty much. The master doesn't need to do anything to... The master and servant don't have to do anything to maintain it. Mm-hmm. They can just watch it build up. And then once it's the energy is built up all the way, they can fire it whenever they want. Yep. Rin's plan is to wait until the person is uh, starting their plan and then beat them up. Yep. Rin, tactical genius. I mean, that's the thing is, like, she doesn't have any other way to do that. <laughs> She tells him to go straight home, and she has to make a stop. Uh, this is great. We're starting to get intrusive Kotamine voice thoughts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny. Kotamine's so funny. Him, His, like, line about how Shiro's wish will soon be granted. You know what I mean? I think it gets cut off here. Or there's at least one of these, like, mm-hmm. Shiro thinks a lot about Kotamine saying, your wish will be granted. And there's at least one time when the voice line gets cut off halfway as Shiro's like, nope, 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 not uh-huh, thinking uh-huh. about this. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, because this is, Rin is basically like, yeah, there's a supervillain in this school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's someone with no morals who is doing cartoonishly evil shit. Yeah. And Shiro, somewhere in his heart, is like, finally, someone I don't have to feel bad about fighting. And uh-huh. then he's like, fuck, that's that thing. That's that thing that Kotamine <laughs> was saying. Shiro, Shiro goes straight home. Um, he, he's hey. like, he's in a good mood, and then Saber shows up and calls him master, and he's like, my whole life is completely fucked up. <laughs> uh, she explains that she can't sleep 24-7 because she would be wake up sluggish, mm-hmm. so she needs to wake up and stretch her legs. And he's like, oh yeah, I get a headache from oversleeping. And she just looks at him confused, she's like, I could always sleep as much as I wanted. No, no consequences. Problems. Uh, my note is just sleepy saber. Sleepy saber theory. Over. Yeah, she could sleep whenever she wanted, as much as she wanted. She had no trouble sleeping ever. And he's like, well, people might think you're lazy if you uh, if you talk about that. And she's like, she gets very somber and she's like, it may already be too late for that. <laughs> saber Saber's doesn't get so jokes. Cute. He tells her about the bounded field. She takes it in stride. And we have a chance to talk about one of the servants we've seen so far. Let's talk about but, all of them. But yeah. Berserker. 
And yeah, I started on Berserker, ending on Lancer. So, she he's like, you can't beat Berserker because of me, right? And she's like, no, 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 no. You, you misunderstand. This guy's a fucking monster. Uh-huh. So... We get some stuff about the her theory on Berserker's Noble Phantasm. She thinks that he basically has a, a Noble Phantasm that makes it so that anything B rank or lower bounces off of him. Mm-hmm. Completely does not affect him. Yep. Which is why he has no magic resistance skill, apparently. Mm-hmm. This doesn't count. But Rin wasn't able to hurt him with her magic bullets. He's so strong mm-hmm. and beefy that a rank or uh, b rank or below mm-hmm. attacks below a rank just bounce off his strong strong muscles this this includes a very very funny thing where she explains that her noble phantasm would count if it was a normal attack would count as like an a plus rank attack or something like that right yeah but because it's classified as a noble phantasm it does not it could not affect uh, it, it's classified as a B rank noble phantasm or a C. Uh-huh. It can't affect Berserker. It's because so, it's not a normal attack. It's so funny how much they lean on like, oh no, all this of, is video game logic. Yeah, all of this stuff like actually matters. You know, in ancient Greek legends, they had really specific power rankings <laughs> for all the heroes. <sighs> this is like rules lawyering. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's the like it's it has the vibe of like ah but I have a laser that pierces shields but oh no no I have uh, a boots that let me dodge any kind of laser you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah JoJo fights uh-huh. kind of vibe so the bad news is that <laughs> Saber's uh stat screen pops up in front of us showing us her middling stats and she's basically like. So I can't actually hurt Berserker because of, like, rules lawyering. Uh-huh. Uh, I also checked Archer's page, which uh, he his attack is even lower than Saber's, and his NP is just a big question mark. Mm. Uh, yeah, so she's big. I could probably hold him off for a while, though, while you escape. So we got that going for us. Yeah. And then we get uh, another important ongoing thing of there are basically three kinds of NPs. Uh any personnel mm-hmm. is like duels. Which seems uh, to be like, what Her- Heracles is focused on. And Cuckoo Holland's yes, is definitely. a 1v1 thing. Anti-army is probably less good for one-on-ones, but uh if your opponent could say like summon a bunch of um like spirits of the army that they once led, great. <laughs> just wipe them all out uh and then anti-castle um or i think anti-bunker is uh another translation of that Uh um that i think fake go might use is uh like siege weapons yeah yeah. so not really good at dealing with people so much as like like, it's like the scale of a guy with a gun versus a gundam with a gun you're going to have a hard time hitting a guy when you're in a gundam (laughs) you know what i mean Uh um we will also eventually hear about noble phantasms that are anti-world which is very fun actually she kind of mentions that because she talks about how if there was a noble phantasm that could destroy the whole world but it was classified as a bee Uh it would destroy everything besides heracles (laughs) because he would be immune to it and he would just be a little guy floating in space (laughs) 
is the Death Star a noble phantasm? It's a B-ranked <laughs> world noble phantasm, yes. <sighs> Great. Perfect. The Death Star cannot kill Heracles. Uh, let's see. So Saber's like, I can fight. I can at least hold back Berserker for a while while we think of something to to do, basically. Mm-hmm. But Ilya appears to be an extremely powerful mage. I can't do shit about her if I'm fighting Berserker. So mm-hmm. you're on your own with that one. Let's talk about Archer. What? Shiro's like, he was kind of a chump, huh? Saber's like, ah, ah, ah. Don't assume that. Yes, I did uh, basically kill him in one hit, but he might be trickier than that. Uh-huh. Shiro thinks that uh, Archer may know her from somewhere. Yeah, that he he thinks back to it and he's like, oh, actually, he like froze up for a second after you jumped over the fence or wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must like have some history with you. And then Saber gets really grumpy that he may have gone easy on her. Yeah, she's immediately mad about it. <sighs> um. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she gets upset and Shiro finds himself in the position of defending Archer. Oh. This is now, it's now Saber's turn to get grumpy that, like, she's like, well, sorry, I'm not Archer. Uh-huh. She was like, no, 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 no. I have I have a feeling in my heart that we will never get along. I hate that guy, just instinctually. And Saber's like, good. good. <laughs> Lancer. Let's talk about Lancer. Kukulun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that quite right. I think that's, yeah. Close. I mean, it's, Close. I'm not pronouncing it right, but hopefully yeah. it's in the neighborhood. He's got a red spear. He's got magic runes. I didn't see him use any magic runes, but Saber says he has them. <laughs> and they're like inscribed onto his. He's got a survival-based toolkit yeah. or weapon kit, fight kit. This is also true of him in Fate Go. And he's uh, the, got a spear called Gabold. Mm-hmm. He is very strong. Yeah. In Ireland. Uh huh. Here he's pretty good. Yeah. Plenty tough is how she puts it. Uh, he's got, he's very fast, possibly, probably the fastest of the servants that we've seen so far. Uh-huh. Maybe Berserker's faster. Yeah. Uh, and he has the ideal noble phantasm for this, which is basically an assassination and noble phantasm that uh-huh. is hugely energy efficient, will kill the person at pretty much every time he uses it, and he can fire it like eight times in a row without resting. Yeah. Which is bad. <laughs> The yeah, he could very kill bad. everyone in one fight if they ca- all came at him. The downside of it is that like yeah, if they came at him one at a time, he'd be good. Yeah, but uh, the the I can't remember if it, it might be a little earlier that she says like yeah, one v one NPs are like great for one v ones, except that if anyone's around watching you, if anyone suddenly teams up, yeah, they know what you're or not even teams up, but like if they're spying on your fight. And see you use your NP, and even if you kill your opponent, that still means that someone else knows how to beat you now. Uh-huh. Shiro, you. Shiro also notes that he seems pretty unmotivated, so uh-huh. that's in their favor too. Yeah. Now, diegetically, we only asked one of these questions. Yeah. Shiro is interrupted before he can ask about a second. Uh-huh. Someone walks into his bounded field. It is Sakura and Rin. They went on a little shopping trip together. Oh, That's cute. Rin intends to crush Shiro with the strength of her cooking. Uh, 
Sakura doesn't like that she did that she can't help make dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin is very competitive. She's not going to accept her help. Shiro hides to in his room for a little while and uh, hastily warns Sakura not to come into his room without knocking, which uh, is because he doesn't want to get caught talking to Saber. Yeah, but sounds very different. Uh huh. Saber's sleeping. By the time he comes in, he's like, "Ah, fuck! I I want to talk more." Mm-hmm. And then Shiro gets caught up in thinking, did Saber eat anything today? Oh, no. Oh, no. He didn't make her a lunch. He didn't let her. He he told her to hide for breakfast and she can't join him for dinner. He is really terrible at keeping secrets. He's terrible at keeping secrets, but also he feels bad for Saber. If you're hungry, she's hungry. (laughs) Bring her inside. (laughs) Bring her inside. Uh, Rin comes in and wakes him up from a nap a little bit later. Uh, she made Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Tyga is super jazzed about Tyga's this. over the moon about this. Uh... Food report, fat! Oh my god, there's so... Every meal in this game is the most elaborate thing of, like, I guess none of these people have hobbies outside of cooking, really. Or magic. Rin is a mage. Slash magic, but, like, okay, so Rin made... Rin has no friends. Crab and eggs. Yes. Shredded beef with pepper. Okay. An elegant but unidentifiable stir fry and a plate of steamed meat dumplings. Delicious. As well as side salads and other, other treats. Other treats. Um, this is a... Hmm. There's... I will say that many countries have a fraught relationship with China. Mm-hmm. Japan among them. Uh, Saber... And, yeah. There, there's an... Or, sorry. Shiro um is like hmm damn i thought all chinese food tasted the same Mm -hmm. which is like this is not nasu's opinion Mm -hmm. like directly he's an author he apparently likes chinese food because he really goes lavish on the scene yeah but it is an interesting like and also just china's big enough that you could identify like which provinces foods are from Mm -hmm. like chinese food is not a monolith i know that 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 is also a thing that we say here but um yeah just Mm -hmm. some some food specific specificity would be delicious would be delicious i'm uh let's see Rin is uh, so smug. Rin is very about... smug. Everyone's like eating this up. It seems like everyone's way more excited about this. Shiro did not realize that they were competing. Uh-huh. So he didn't really try that hard yesterday. Uh-huh. He's ready to he's ready to compete now. Mm-hmm. And uh, then But also, do you know what he's ready for? He's ready to Well, he's not ready to leave Saber in his room. <laughs> This is the stupidest way to do this, man. Uh-huh. Just everyone's finally gotten used to the idea that Rin is here. And he's like, actually, I've been hiding another girl in my bedroom. <laughs> yep. You couldn't, like, the next morning Saber's be like, like, are you fucking crazy? What are you doing? Stop pulling me. <laughs> uh, it's so funny also that she he introduces her as Saber. <laughs> he's like, this is, my, this is my friend, Saber. She's a visiting foreigner. She's the most suspicious person you've ever met. And if anyone here is a master, here she is. It's Saber. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh, Taiga and Sakura both yell. Taiga smacks him a bunch. 
Uh, Shiro's like, she's from overseas. She's like a someone who's part of Kiritsugu's family from overseas or something like that. And Taiga's like, Kiritsugu didn't know a bunch of people overseas. And then immediately like chokes on her own words because he definitely did. Uh-huh. He did a lot of shit he overseas. Most of this his could be time a legitimate overseas. child from overseas for all Taiga knows. Uh-huh. Um, Saber says that Kiritsugu told her to defend Shiro from all of his enemies. <laughs> Taiga demands a sword fight for uh, Shiro's honor. Uh-huh. Uh, she loses. She's a uh, feared kendo expert, but Saber disarms her without her even, un- like, knowing what happened. Uh-huh. Which is pretty funny because she picked up a wooden sword and did not give Saber one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and still lost. Yep. And then she cries a lot. Uh-huh. Taiga. <sighs> Taiga. <laughs> I need you to be a little less. <laughs> Just like, this is fine in Tiger Dojo. Because that's, ta- that's the Taiga hour. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But here is just like, you cried for how long? Aren't you like a fucking adult? No. It's no. The thing. No. You're a big baby. She never grew up. Everyone's kind of embarrassed, including <laughs> me. After dinner, Rin scolds Shiro for making things more complicated for himself. Saber is also same thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes out for some uh, some time in the man shed. Yep. February 5th. Day six, Blade. It's a Tuesday. Breakfast has become complicated. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Rin can't eat butter. Is Rin lactose intolerant? Uh, I think it's the fat content of butter, but yeah. She eats, sure. a lot of, she eats a lot of marmalade. She won't eat butter, though. Maybe she's lactose intolerant. Rin has Solidarity become lactose intolerant. Rin. We need more uh, anime girl protagonists with IBS, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is nice to have uh, like heroines together, like mm-hmm. the girls hanging out. Yeah, I like that a lot. Tsukihime did not have that, like barely ever. Yeah, we no, got like there's... CL and Arcweed yelling at each other. We got like a couple scenes where multiple people met. It feels I like guess this is mansion time, right? Yeah, this is like the maids and Akiha hanging yeah. out, uh-huh. and those scenes are like the party, incredible. Some of the best stuff. Uh huh. But um, it does feel like Nasu got feedback uh-huh. on um, like, hey, it's fun when multiple different routes like protagonists interact yeah, yeah. and was like, OK, here you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Part of this, I guess, is because there's only three heroines. It feels more it feels closer than mm-hmm. Tsukihime where like Arkweed never gets to hang out with the mansion crew. Yeah. What a bummer. Can you imagine if he invited if we got the party on every route and he invited the girl? Oh, yeah. What a good. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, We get our first mention of how enormous Sakura's titties are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Excellent. This is. I mentioned this when Sakura first came up because it is seared into my brain as like that is it's her keep coming up. That is her personality trait is, is that she has big boobs and she cooks dinner for you and you don't have to do any work whatsoever to maintain your relationship with her. She's just the perfect little wife. Uh-huh. 
that's definitely true and never going to be challenged that's at true. all. That's uh, Sakura. Yeah, the that's the thing. Heavens feel people like say a lot of shit to make it sound scary, but it's actually a very traditional shojo romance route. Oh. Um. Yeah, I. I think that Nasu can write girls doing stuff pretty well. I think mm-hmm. that when he has to write girls interacting, it often becomes, or like they'll start talking about weight and boys a lot. Mm. Boring, boring writing. Mm-hmm. They have so much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I know they can't talk about the Holy Grail War in front of Sakura because she's like a bystander. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, come on. <laughs> this is the this is partially the side effect of making everyone's hobby cooking. Yeah, they also they talk like, about weight and that. Just talk about sweets. Uh-huh. Rin has very strong opinions about different kinds of sweets. I want to hear more of her opinions about crepes. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I want crepes. Shiro's jazzed. They're getting along. Um, he does the dishes so Sakura can rush to her club on time. We get more Tsukihime music as the news tells us there's been more gas leaks. So I left it on this on like this section of um, screens for a bit and realized that it's Tsukihime music, but it's like 15 second clips of uh-huh. every song in Tsukihime. Yeah, it's great. Just like rotating, which is it's fascinating. Mm hmm. If you haven't listened to our Tsukihime episodes, I don't know that they're all good or... We did our best, but... but Tsukihime fucking slaps. Way rougher than this. Way rougher. Also, we were way, way rougher because we hadn't, like, figured out was, how to do We started this thing. our podcast. Uh, but I have a lot of fondness for Tsukihime. Yeah, yeah. Right, so Rin is like, oh yeah, the gas leaks? That's a master. hmm You see that mountain? That's a master. <laughs> um... She says that the it's a different master from who set up the bounded field school, but is doing a similar thing. Mm-hmm. They're siphoning life energy out of a lot of people at once without killing them in order to make it a little less obvious what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's happening all over Fuyuki, so the person has incredible range for doing this. Mm-hmm. She wonders if it's possible that they've taken over a ley line or something. Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, Later on, she claims that she's got control of the only ley line so in the city. The only one that she knows of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or she seems, she finds out there's a second ley line later, and she seems yeah. like, whoa, what? Even though she suggested that might be the case earlier. Yeah. Uh, she talks to herself a lot, and Shiro gets worried about her whenever she does it. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. You live alone for long enough, you talk to yourself. Yeah. I talk to myself all the time, and I don't even live alone. Yeah. At school, Shiro says that he feels like the air is filled with sweet honey, like a mm. carnivorous plant or something like mm-hmm. that. And Rin's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe look around the school, see if you can find where it's sweetest. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. She goes off, cut to lunch. He is wandering around looking for suspicious places. And uh, he finds a few places that might be like, range extenders or like reinforcement for this bounded field you know Ah, what i mean like bounded field uh wi-fi yes exactly and then he gets to the archery dojo and almost pukes Uh (laughs) uh-huh seems like the real center of the bounded field is in the archery dojo Mm -hmm. i wonder why yeah he decides to go get rin and is caught by who shinji 
Huh, that's some threatening easier. music starting up. Uh, there's hmm, some not great writing. Yeah. Uh, Shinji just like asking, hey, did you see it? <laughs> Shiro is bad at lying. He tries uh-huh. to cover, and Shinji's like, no, 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 no. You're hanging out with Rin because you're also a master. Like, I'm not a complete idiot. Uh huh. And so, yeah, Shinji is one of the masters. Uh huh. And he's like, listen, listen, listen. I don't want to go to war with you. Well, <laughs> we're already at war, but I don't want to fight you. I want to talk. I don't want to hurt anyone. I was pushed into this too. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I wonder if uh, I wondered if Sakura mentioned anything about uh, meeting someone named Saber at uh, Shiro's house. That would make some sense. Uh. Yeah. So Shinji's like, I want to team up with you. Why don't you come back to my home base at the Mounto Mansion? And uh, alone, don't tell Rin. Like, just come on. Let's go. Let's go right now so that no one can uh, find out that you're gone. Yeah, let's. I was like, should I get on a bad end? What the (laughs) fuck is going on? And uh, Shiro's like, wow, Shinji's being extremely suspicious. I better go with him. (laughs) Yeah. I better skip class, not tell Rin, and go. I legitimately thought that I had, like, skipped a page or something accidentally. Because Shiro goes from, like, no, I can't skip class. And, like, anyway, you're being suspicious as hell to walking out of the school with Shinji. Yeah. The thing is, the, that clinches it, I think, is that Shinji appears to believe that Saber is there in spirit form. Yeah. And it's like, I won't attack you, obviously, because I know that you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. That could be very easily be a ploy because Sh- Saber is not here. Yeah, which is something that, uh, what's her name? Ryder should know. Yeah, I was under the impression that uh, servants could tell. So, entirely possible that Ryder just doesn't care enough to mention that fact. Uh, Cut to the Manto Western-style mansion. All girls live in Western-style mansions, and all boys live in Western-style houses. Shinji doesn't exist. Or Japanese-style, yeah. Shinji does exist, Ben. (laughs) It's Sakura's house. She's the heroine. She's more important than Shinji. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Saber lives in a Western-style house. Rin lives in a Western-style house. Akiha and the maids live in a Western-style house. Uh, Arcuid lives in a Western-style castle. Ciel is from France. Every girl lives in a Western-style place, and the and the main characters live in uh, Japanese-style. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Shinji is the outlier because he's related to one of the heroines, but like Issei lives in a temple. Yeah. Arihiko lives in a Japanese style house. Does he? Yeah, it has tatami. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I bet you anything, Aoko Aozaki lives in a fucking <laughs> Western style mansion. Does Aoko live anywhere? She's got a she's got a house in that visual novel. Now, girl Shiki from Kadano Kyokai, I believe, <laughs> lives in a burned out alley. <laughs> yeah. That seems like her type. She lives think... in a gas station that exploded 30 years ago. K and K Shiki also bridges the line between girl and boy. <laughs> huh? 
So she has to live in simultaneously in both a Western style and Japanese style. Yumizuka lives in a in a Western style abandoned warehouse. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, she just lives on a dock somewhere. <laughs> you seen... know the you know in AI uh, in the song literally files, I was thinking cold, about cold. <laughs> Yep, that was the exact place I was thinking about. She lives there. She's got the saw set up and everything. Uh-huh. She's seen so many people just get like concrete shoes and pushed off the uh-huh. the bridge. She's got popcorn. She's sitting out. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I love your music. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shiro hasn't been here for a while, but he's been here before. Mm-hmm. It's spooky as shit. Uh, yeah, all of the curtains are drawn, and the whole house is dark at all hours. Our roommate complains about our apartment being dimly lit. Uh huh. And this is our apartment is nothing compared to this place. Uh, Shiro says that if he didn't already know the way to the living room, he would have spent the entire time just bumping into walls. Uh huh. Now- That's really dark. Is some fucking vampires living in here? This is vampire shit. Apparently. Now, he does manage to make his way to the sitting room, and we get a... I hate to admit that the CG looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's Shinji. It's, like, got a fun, like, angle to it. You know what I mean? Shinji's, like, leaning forward. He's got this terrifying-looking woman just, like, looming behind him like a Uh shade. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'll give him that. Uh Uh-huh. I I do have to hand it to him. Shinji gets one cool CG. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't love Ryder's look. I, it's not my favorite specifically outfit. Specifically because she has a way better outfit way later. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um I like she's the thing that I like about her outfit is that uh is her weird blindfold. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Her hair being long and her outfit being dark. Uh-huh. It's a little uh slutty. <laughs> it's a very short yeah. dress. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like thigh high boots. Titty out. Titty out. I like that she's got long boots and long gloves. Uh Uh-huh. She's also wearing a collar along with that blindfold. Uh Uh-huh. She's going to a club. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Uh, Her hair goes down to her knees, and also she has a tattoo on her head that looks kind of like a stylized Z. Yeah. What's the... Oh, yeah. She does have, like, a weird tattoo on her head. Huh. Looks kind of like... It could be a command... You could tell me it's a command spell, but it's not. Yeah. Red. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, as we said, this is Ryder. Ryder is here. Uh, Shiro has a bad feeling about this. And he's like, hey, uh, I just kind of wanted to talk just the two of us. I was hoping that servants wouldn't get involved. Uh, Shinji starts feeling up Ryder, which is a weird thing to do. Shinji also at some point says, I've shown you mine, so show me yours. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. He also makes uh, some comments about breaking her in. Uh-huh. And like training her. Shinji just continuing Shinji, to be the fucking weirdest and creepiest guy in existence. Yeah, she doesn't. Ryder doesn't move at all when he touches. He's like fondling her thigh or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Shiro also comments that it feels very strongly that she's watching him, even though she's like blindfolded. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have you ever heard of a one way blindfold? <laughs> one way blindfold, yeah. Mm, Shinji says something about not being very experienced as a master, and Shiro's like, yeah, me too. And, uh, yeah, Sh- Sh- Shinji wants to see his servant, mm-hmm. which he refuses. He's 
for tactical reasons, uh, he doesn't have her. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't have her here. And this is the moment that is like, yeah, Ryder could speak up and say, like, she's not here. Yeah, right? She should but, be able to detect spirit form. I guess yeah. the the one thing is, it could uh, Saber could be Assassin. She doesn't know what sa- servant that an Assassin could hide themselves. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But still, you think she would give him some indication. I think based on all their stuff that we learned this episode, she knows that it's not Assassin. Yeah, yeah. Um, just at, in this moment. At least for this um, this version of Servants, I think Assassin is the only one with Presence Concealment, mm-hmm. which is the ability to like completely hide your magical mm-hmm. energy signature. Shinji's reaction to being told no is always as if it's the first time he's ever heard it in his life. Uh-huh. But he does back Shinji down. Shinji is trying to be diplomatic. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yeah, he's like, I, I want to team up with you. I, I don't know anything about this Holy Grail War stuff. I really just need a friend to help me. Uh, and he's very excited to hear that Shiro joined completely by accident. Yeah. She's like, hey, we're both in this by accident. Uh-huh. Come on. I'm just a little guy. It's my uh-huh. birthday. He does reveal that the Mounto family are all mages. Uh-huh. And this is the family that Rin has been talking about. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, shit, is Sakura a mage? And Shinji immediately is like, no, 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 she's not. Yeah. You, uh, you can only pass a magic crest down to one person, the oldest male. I don't think it's all always male that no. seems to be a shinji like specific assumption uh-huh uh and so you don't even tell the other kids if you have other kids anything about magic yep you raise them in in secrecy or uh you send them away mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the two options his family has been declining over the years for, for some reason they're like magic circuits have basically died out mm-hmm. like atrophied apparently their family came at to japan the same time as the tosaka family but like just didn't adapt very well yeah some this something to do with like ley lines probably i don't know yeah i don't know that we ever got like a real a lot of but like yeah the the they did not deal with the change of of scenery as well Mm -hmm. as the tosakas did and tosakas don't also they also don't seem that to be have handled it even that great like they're very strong but like there's only rin (laughs) yeah they don't have they don't even have any maids yeah well they're poor because they just <laughs> they need to spend keep... all their magic <laughs> their money on magic yep so yeah and shiro's like so you want me to help protect you and mm-hmm. he's like no i want you to help me kill rin yep <laughs> Very upfront about this. He's like, listen, the only reason a girl would ever be mean to me is because she intends to kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, Rin, the, she would obviously, like, do whatever I say unless she knows I'm a master and wants to kill me. Yeah. Because that's just how people work, right? Uh-huh. Shinji definitely has a very well-developed sense of how people work. Uh-huh. And he's like, you seem to have earned her trust, so you can stab her in the back for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he holds out his hand for the handshake, and Shiro's just like, "You say that you don't know anything about the Holy Grail War and stuff. Do you know about the the guy in charge of the Holy Grail War who Kotomine who will tell you, like, explain everything to you and give you some advice and stuff?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know all about that guy. I'm not going to see him. I don't really care. Yeah, it'd be annoying. It'd he's be a, annoying. He's a punk anyway. 
Shiro also asks about the bounded field. Shinji's like, I have nothing to do with that. There must be another master at the school. Mm-hmm. And Shiro's like, I'm going to go. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to just turn on Rin all of a sudden. Shinji is not happy about this. But he gives him some parting advice. He says at the Ryudo Temple, which is Issei's family temple, mm-hmm. there's a master and servant hiding out there. Ryder apparently picked them up. Uh, she says that she has said that there is a witch living there and is gathering souls. And this is likely the person behind the gas leaks. Yes. Seems like a big thing to drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinji also tells Ryder to see Shiro off, walk into the door, and says the most, I'm going to have her kill you after this line ever. Uh-huh. You only have to see him to the front door. He has nothing to do with me once he exits, so treat him well until then. Uh-huh. I was like, Oh, yeah, she's going to jump him, huh? Uh-huh. That's fine. Uh, Shinji, Shiro also the whole time is like, she's going to jump me, huh? <laughs> I'm feeling very nervous around this woman. So what are Ryder's vibes like? Um, Holy and profane. <laughs> she He says that she's like a priestess, but also a priestess who's been soaked in blood. Uh-huh. He's not getting any like killing urge from her you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it was like coo coo baby he felt like he wanted to fucking kill people you know what i yeah. mean he had a real like killing urge she just seems like she's been casually bathing in blood uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean he doesn't feel like she's a person mm-hmm. is something else we get she feels yeah. more hollow than other servants have seemed mm-hmm he also says that she's tall for a girl she looked so fucking tall in that cg she's five six what the fuck? <laughs> this is miserable. Oh. <laughs> wow, she's really tall for a girl. She's like almost four feet tall. Well, okay. So the average height for women, Japanese women, mm-hmm. five, five, three, five, two. She's not Japanese though. Yeah, but in terms of people that uh, Shiro is familiar with. Mm-hmm. She would be, like, four inches taller than... It's still not very tall. This is going to be... We will get tall girls in fate eventually. One day. We will get the very tallest girls in fate one day eventually. (laughs) Yep. Uh, My measure is, if they're not taller than me, this is not very tall to me. Yeah. I'm 6'2". Maybe that's unfair. Ryder's, like, two inches shorter than me. What'd you say? Ryder's, like, two inches shorter than me. See, this is what I'm talking about. You're short. You're small. You're tiny. Uh-huh. Um, right. Oh, did I mention that she's like she's got purple hair? She's like a purple hair yeah. goth. Great. Which which matches suspiciously the Mato family, which is like blue and purple hair uh-huh. so far. Um. Well, you know what they say is that you summon servants that are like you in some way. Uh huh. Yeah. We also get Shiro being like, "Are all servants really hot?" <laughs> Because so far, it's been only hot people. <laughs> okay. I don't... I don't know that I would call Heracles hot. Heracles? No. I wouldn't call Heracles hot. He's too... He's like... I don't think he counts, though, because he's basically a wild animal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are people who look at Heracles and are like, damn. <laughs> really? There are all kinds of perverts on There's all kinds ben. of perverts out there. Yeah, you're right. So, 
on our way out, we get a choice. Do we try and talk to Ryder, or do we stay away from dangerous things? I don't remember which one I chose, because I didn't write it down. Uh, I did not... I decided to talk to her, because I assumed the other was just a skip forward. Yeah, I think that might be the case. So, he starts babbling. Uh, he's like, hey, was Shinji telling the truth about that temple? And she doesn't say anything. He's like, well, of course, she's not going to talk to me. And then her voice, like, kicks up. I like her voice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it is true, and that she says that the witch there knows men inside out and out, so be very careful around her. Mm-hmm. And he thanks her and uh, tells her to look out for Shinji, and she gives him a very small smile and says that he seems like a good person. Look out as in take care of, yeah. not yeah. look out for as in um, That's what be, I meant. be wary of. Yeah, she doesn't attack him. Yeah. She's just, I like Ryder. Yeah. Ryder will, like everyone in Stay Night, will, besides Shinji pretty much, will show up in a lot of stuff in the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, But I don't have as much buy-in for Ryder as I do for a lot of the other characters. Uh-huh. So I'm glad that I see her. I'm like, yeah, I like her vibes, actually. She yeah. She's cool. She's fun. We will... It will take a while. We will get much more of her. Yeah, it's just a, a vibe check right away. I like that she's like, she's like, uh, I thought he, she was going to murder Shiro or try to. And mm-hmm. instead she just smiles and says that he seems like a nice kid. Yeah. Shiro heads home uh, thinking about the temple. This is not like one of, this is not like a, a temple like you see in anime where uh, like you get floods of tourists and stuff like that. This is like a, serious like 50 monks are living there yeah kind of place you you could go but it's an hour walk from town uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean uh shiro has spent time there doing mental training hmm. uh over like the summer or something like that mm-hmm. he thinks that it would be cold in winter so he wants to spend more time there <laughs> during the winter uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh yeah so he's thinking about the witch supposedly there and wouldn't you know it he bumps into isei Huh. The kid who lives at the temple. He says a little grumpy that he's seeing Shiro after Shiro cut afternoon classes. Uh-huh. But... He also, like, immediately, suspiciously is like, why are you looking at the mountain that my temple is up at? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Shiro's like, has anything weird been happening up there lately? And he says, no, like, no, no, no everything's fine. Except my father has taken on a troublesome guest. <laughs> A very beautiful woman who's getting married soon and is staying until then. Uh-huh. He doesn't like her, uh, but also starts going on about how pretty she is and how hard it is not to be captivated by her beauty. <laughs> this is why women are bad. Reject lust. Be calm, <laughs> you say. Uh, so apparently, yes, all servants are hot, is Issei's answer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. To Shiro's earlier question. He probably wouldn't say this if he was the master. Yeah. But it seems possible that his father is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Shiro gets home before anyone else, and he's like, I'm going to cook my fucking heart out. I'm going to show Rin what's what. Shiro's also not used to being home first. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, like, he has work or helps with student council stuff, uh-huh. and so he's like, oh, this is... Unlocking the gate? This is weird. Uh huh. Cut to Taiga saying, This is the best meal yet, to the point that she's hogging, like trying to keep all of the food for herself. Uh huh. 
um shiro made a really delicious sounding fried rice with um like mushroom fried rice with a like citrusy notes and... this is so funny to me because rin is like i have prepared a 12 course feast and shiro is like i've prepared one dish i have one <laughs> <laughs> um rin does not consider this a true defeat yet mm-hmm. 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 uh after dinner taiga brings sakura home uh so it's time to do some planning He's like, should I really tell them Shinji's involved? And I was, I was, I, my eyes were opening wider. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he's like, no, I'm going to tell him. I'm like, thank God. He's like, yeah, I told, I spoke with Ryder's master and uh, yeah, it's Shinji. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I went directly into his trap house. Um, <laughs> you know, the guy, the like barely contained sociopath guy. Yeah, I went to his house where he had his magical monster like hanging over his shoulder everyone's mad at shiro for this uh-huh. rin is like oh right of course he could have become a master mm-hmm. he doesn't have like doesn't really have magical circuits can't do much but uh he might have had a grimoire or two they, and they like, might have books they might have the ritual for to do yeah you know and he got you get something you know well, and we we get this i think it might be like night next day but there's an interesting, like, yeah, it kind of sounds like basically anyone, as long as they have the know-how, could summon the servant. Mm-hmm. It might just end up like Shiro, where it's like, you can't really give them magical energy, yeah. uh-huh. but you still summoned them. Shiro, great observation about Rin. She is close to perfect, but missing the most important things. It's such a funny, <laughs> like, reoccurring bit. It's like, yeah, 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 she does, she does everything right. Except for when it's the most important thing. She uh-huh. fucks it up right then and there. Um, also, not only is Shir- Shinji's lack of magical energy not holding him back from summoning a servant, it also is an advantage because him not having magical energy means it's hard for Rin to detect him and tell mm-hmm. what he's up to. Uh-huh. She's, fur- she's furious at herself for fucking this up. Also, probably at least partly because Archer's upstairs laughing at her Uh (laughs) because he said this exact thing would happen. Um, Shinji says, Shiro says that Shinji didn't make the field and that there's another master. Rin agrees there's another master and it's like, do you really trust Shinji Mm -hmm. on the first one? And (laughs) Shiro's like, I think it's 50-50. And Rin's like, you're being generous. (laughs) Uh, he mentions that Shiro wanted to team up and that he turned him down. Rin, Rin doesn't doubt him at all. Rin knows that he couldn't, like, imagine lying to save his life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then he, Shiro says that he didn't sense as much power from Ryder as everyone else so far. He says that she's not that strong. Although Saber said, like, she could have weird skills or a powerful noble phantasm, so don't assume. Mm -hmm. But also... If you're enough of a weirdo, Ben, <laughs> you might just summon, like, a vengeful ghost rather than a real hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, Shiro's like, she didn't feel like a hero. Uh-huh. And, yeah, you summon someone, you can summon someone, like, cl- related to you in some way. Like, who matches you in some way. Mm-hmm. And Shinji's a fucking freak, so he may have summoned a real freak of a servant. Mm-hmm. And um, Shiro's like, I'm not sure I believe... That she's a serial killing ghost. Uh-huh. It's not quite the vibe I was getting from her. She stinks of blood, which is normal for girls. 
mm-hmm. but that's not that doesn't mean she's a killer i guess is what he's trying to say is the thing where she smells like blood but she doesn't feel like a murderer yes she probably would kill people yeah all servants would mm-hmm. but now we get about the the information about the witch in the temple rin is like how could she be that far away from town and still doing this there is like it costs energy to transport energy that's yeah. a net negative Saber is like, oh, Rin, your family's been living here forever and knows everything about this town, right? Not. There's a ley line on that temple. Uh Uh-huh. It's so funny. There's a fallen ley line, she calls it. Yeah. Whatever that fucking means. Ley line, also interestingly, I don't... Jisho didn't, like, pop up saying that this is an actual word, Mm -hmm. but um, it is, like, soul, soul or spirit, like, pulse or vein. Hmm. Which is like, yeah, that is what a ley line is. It's just like a very literal mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like translation of that concept yeah. into kanji, which is interesting. Apparently, like life energy flows through the ley lines like, and pe- everyone's connected to it. So mm-hmm. the uh, witch can just skim energy off the top and it's drained from people throughout the city, which is really interesting. Yeah. Like people's souls are circulating through the land as well as their bodies. Or I think, I don't know that we ever get a ton of clarity on exactly how ley lines work. Mm -hmm. Certainly not in this work. But um, I think the thing is, is like Caster can kind of tug on the ley line or like tug on different areas of it. And that like, it's like a string Mm -hmm. of like the ley line is a ton of different strings and Caster can just kind of gather up a group of them and tug on them. And then that steals, like, life you know, energy. some amount of life energy from everyone connected to those strings. Shiro's like, isn't it kind of obvious that a temple is built on a wellspring of life? And Rin's like, I kind of thought that temples are all frauds because I'm Catholic. <laughs> she does mention that there is, like, a group of, ma- like, magical, people with magical abilities who are, like, spiritual healers mm-hmm. who work in Japan and were operate out of some temples. But this temple doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. So she assumed... For some reason that it was fake religion going on up there. You don't need to have a wizard for it to be a religion (laughs) is the thing. But Rin doesn't quite understand that yet. The most powerful mage in history. Jesus Christ. Well, but it is also fun that I think this is the moment, maybe it's later, um, that Rin talks about like, oh yeah, there are people who will just like, read buddhist scripture and like pray to buddha to uh, um to banish like spirits and stuff Mm -hmm. but they're just dumbasses Mm -hmm. and then there's this group of like actually they're not mages really but they do use magic Mm -hmm. and are actually good at banishing spirits and then there's mages we get the thing where if there's a ley line there everyone should know about it obviously and everyone should be fighting over it Mm mm-hmm why Rin doesn't know when she's lived here forever is a little like, I guess there's probably some books that her father left her that she just never got around to reading since it took her so long to decode his will. Yeah. And like her dad died when she was a kid mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. So she was what? Seven. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it does make sense that he didn't like sit down with her at some point. and was like, here's everything you need to know mm-hmm. the like decades of knowledge that i've accumulated it seems pretty high on the list 
her house is built on the other ley line. That's the thing is, like, her her house is built on one. They don't need to know that there's a ley line up at the temple because they got one right there. Hmm. Now, the reason that it's not contested... Oh, right. The other interesting translation note is that, like, they call them fallen ley lines, and the same word can also be used to mean, like, possessed or, like, taken. Oh, that's interesting. Or, like, claimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think fallen is probably the right... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...of, like, it is a, a, like, spirit vein that has, is, like, kind of fallen out of uh, unreality into our material plane. Mm-hmm. So, why isn't this a battleground? There's a heck of a bounded field there, Ben. How how recent is it? Uh, very old. It's ancient, yeah. Some some powerful ma- like magic users must have fucked around around that temple a long time ago. Uh-huh. Because there's specifically an anti-servant bounded yeah. field around it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how ancient it is, but it's it's rather old. And like once you're through it, the main temple is fine. Yeah. You can you can do whatever you want in there. Uh but um i can't remember who it is so i think say it must be saber mm-hmm. says yeah it's like working against a command spell mm-hmm. if you're in that field yeah just like by default <laughs> yeah, yeah so if you go through if you try and cross over it anywhere else a servant will be like ex- extremely vulnerable uh-huh. until they like get into the temple yes. through the forest but there is one way ben yeah. If it, if it stretched all the way around the temple, then the ley line would be cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the main path. The path, front the, door. The front door. The extremely defensible front door <laughs> is uh, an entrance. So basically, whoever gets there first rules that temple. Uh-huh. And uh, this servant went right for it. Servant mm-hmm. master went right for it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the most defensible place in the entire city. Easily. Mm-hmm. And Saber's like, let's go siege it. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's just go walk in and win. Losers. And Rin is like, what are you? No. No, 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 no. Rin's like, I'm not going fucking anywhere because I have no interest in dying tonight. So we need we need a lot more info and we need both of you to be healed before we could try and siege a temple. Uh-huh. Saber turns to Shiro and says, Dad, Mommy won't let me go. <laughs> Saber is so... Okay, this is the stupidest Saber has show, up, like appeared to be because this is the just a bad tactical decision. People aren't being babies here. Uh-huh. It's just like a, one of the like worst tactical decisions you could make to attack a castle owned by an unknown foe with an unknown amount of power that is perfectly tuned to be defensible against you that they know is coming based on intel from another enemy Uh um yeah this is also though it feels like saber going like you have at every turn said no we're not gonna fight well i'm antsy let me fight this sequence of events is gonna be very frustrating to me because shiro keeps saying no i don't want to do this for the worst possible reasons we'll get to it First of all, we get a choice whether to go fight or not to fight. Let's go fight. Let's go fight so that we can die and prove a very important point. Uh-huh. Shiro's like, okay, we got to get this done as soon as possible. Uh, and yep. Saber 
overjoyed. Rin's like, I really don't care. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna do you a real solid. I'm gonna go collect your body from the front uh-huh. of the temple tomorrow morning. Um, Shiro uh, grabs a wooden sword mm-hmm. uh, to you to strengthen. Uses an improvised weapon. I guess it's not an improvised weapon. It's a sword, but. Uh, and he's like, okay, saber reminder. This is just recon. We're not going to little fight late anyone. to say that. Uh, and Saber's like, well, like, okay, fine, but if they engage us, I'm not running. <laughs> Fucking knights. God damn it. <laughs> Cut to the like cool giant staircase leading up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great that, um, background. What's that uh Urusei Yasai? What is that that anime the with the with Lum? Uh how do you say that? I don't remember. I'm very bad at Oh, Urusei Yatsura. Urusei Yatsura. The, did you see that clip from it? The temple clip where they're like, "Oh, we got to go up to the temple over there." And it's like a literally a minute and 30 second long scene of scrolling upstairs <laughs> that just keep going and going and going and then like you reach like a landing a minute in and then realize that you're just going over a little bit because there's another set of stairs going up <laughs> for like literally a minute and a half of animation. That's and then you get to the temple really and they're like, bit. they're like, oh, wow, we gotta go up there. <laughs> it's not going slow either. Uh-huh. Really fantastic. This, oh. These stairs are not that long. <laughs> no, but they have that energy just like a little bit from looking uh-huh. up from the bottom. Saber is being weakened by the presence of the bounded field, just because it's around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that ba- not as bad as it could be, but it's not great. Once she crosses the gate, she'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But both of them are sensing a servant. Saber's like, oh, man, I'm getting some really bad vibes. I feel like this is a bad idea. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. They climb up towards the gate, and Saber stops Shiro, and she's like, I sense some kind of weak presence. Maybe it's like a surveillance familiar or something like that. She looks kind of nervous, though. Then that presence vanishes for some reason. So either they're being allowed inside, or or uh, the gate guard feels like they can't fight them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sc- the screen goes very dark. The clouds have crossed over the moon, and... I saw a rider's sprite appear for a second as Shiro says, I see a beautiful snake within the trees. Rider's a snake? Apparently. Apparently Rider's a snake. Shiro's like, you know what? Finally. Nasu's heard of girls aside from cat girls. (laughs) Girls who are not cats, yeah. He knows about dog boys. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Wait, does he? Koo is a dog. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiro's like, like... Thinking of like... Issei with dog ears. <laughs> Shiro with dog ears. Uh-huh. I would see. Shinji is the, the, the like cartoon wolf who whistles yeah. and like has his eyes bugging out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that Archer would look cute with dog ears and a little wagging tail. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the Tsundere thing like Rin does, so the tail wagging while he's, like, pretending not to like uh-huh. you, you know? Yeah. Rin just scratching between his ears. <laughs> uh-huh. I could also see Rin doing that exact move. You know what I mean? The tail wag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is she a, is she a cat? 
I think Grin's a cat. Oh, okay. Maybe a fox. Mm-hmm. You just want to say every girl that you like is a fox. Grin is fine. So, Shiro finally is like, okay, these these vibes are getting really bad. We're going to get out of here. And then uh, someone starts to teleport him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yep. Saber says that this per- that their enemy is Caster. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Someone controlling a ley line. That sounds like a mage to me. Uh, Shiro is the one being teleported here. Saber is not. Uh-oh. She tries to grab Shiro's hand to, to like, stabilize him. And then Ryder gets in the way and is like, oh, you you two fucked up. Apparently, the reason that Shiro is being teleported so and not Saber is because Saber has an enormous innate magical resistance. Uh-huh. If she didn't have that, she would be with Shiro right now. Uh-huh. So at least she could defend him. Yep. But instead, she has to fight Ryder. Mm-hmm. We see a new person. Uh, she says, I tried to hook a dragon, but I only caught a small fish in my net. Saber is a dragon? Yeah. Not a cat girl. Dragon girl. Uh-huh. Lizard. <laughs> um, Shiro. Also, Shiro's a fish? Shiro's a fish. Shiro gets cut in half uh-huh. by this woman. Uh, she says something in a language I did not recognize. Same. I think it's Greek. Mm. Based on the text. Yeah, that makes sense. I believe it's Greek. Uh-huh. I think we can... That's not a spoiler. Someone else... Someone who listens to the podcast and knows Greek probably have picked that out. Yeah. Uh, this is... This is the... If you know what she said, write in. I'm uh-huh. curious. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Shiro lands in a pond or like a stream or something. Uh, and his whole right side is gone pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see this woman sprite. She has a weird robe with a very tall hat, like comically tall, like hood. It looks like she's wearing a hat under her hood, like it just kind of comes up. Oh, I always read it as like the hood comes down to like her nose. Okay. Yeah, it does cover her face, but it also just goes, is very tall. Let me look up. Caster Faith. Oh, maybe it's tall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. Okay, now I see it. Yeah, yeah, it looks a little silly. Um. Oh, she has some incredible. I'm assuming, uh, hollowed out Araxia sprites. Oh, jeez, I hadn't considered. So yeah, she's got a hood over her face. Um, it, at first, it's kind of hard to tell her color scheme at first because the screen is tinted with blood. Mm-hmm. She's got a choker on. Lots of girls with chokers. Mm-hmm. Ask uh, as a type. Or Takeuchi, or both. Uh, she's she has like kind of a purple purple look to her. Mm-hmm. She's got like purple clothes. A lot, a lot of, purple of purple girls. girls. Yeah. Uh, he she's like you were so fucking stupid for coming here without magic resistance. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Shiro's like, oh man, I don't really understand how bad things have gotten because I'm dying. Uh-huh. Uh Caster's like, don't don't worry. I'm gonna take excellent care of Saber. I'm gonna enslave her so I can use her her noble phantasm to kill Berserker. So don't worry about it. Uh, and then, then she's like, oh, and thank you so much for your command spells, and chops his arm off. Yep. Uh, and then, and then Shiro's Shiro dead. dies. Dead this end. Is, these are, this is an interesting bit of information, for a lot of reasons, uh, including Saber's Noble Phantasm is not that strong. Yeah. Tiger Dojo 3. 
Um, interesting. I think that this is the first dead end. Mm -hmm. Instead of just bad ends. The first two are bad ends because right, Hero he is technically as still a, alive. Uh, grim doll, uh -huh. really, to play with. Yep. Um, it opens up with Taiga scoldingly saying that we've been thoughtless, and Ilya excitedly saying that we're <laughs> thoughtless. Uh, Ilya is mad that we got killed by someone else. Yep. Um, and now the the bit of this episode is Ilya's outfit, which I have mentioned is like the very stereotypical horny like uh, grade school bloomers anime yep. girl thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <sighs> there is the one funny bit of this is Ilya's like, well, this is a dojo, so I'm wearing gym clothes. And Taiga's like, oh, I thought you were just trying to steal the spotlight from me. And then it's like a close crop zoom in of Ilya's face <laughs> looking smug. <laughs> smirking uh -huh. <laughs> that, that's a good bit um i like okay i like the concept of every tiger dojo Ilya's wearing a different um outfit con I, conceptually that's fu that's funny but also the second you think about it for more of a second you're like uh oh and also what she lists are a sequence of fetish outfits yes yes um <sighs> yeah we got we got a male school uniform uh, an adult version of Ilya, which would have been fascinating. Yeah. Although, we could get that in zero. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. what she would look like. Uh, a snowman. That's not a fetish outfit, I don't think. No, that's cute. An apron. Mm. Is it just the apron? It's probably just the apron. A kimono. That's fine. Yeah. A German officer costume. Uh, with one of the one of the letters in German, like, start out. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, close, an outfit for, in the Kamakura style. I, I don't know exactly what this is, but I did Google Kamakura style, and it's like an era between 1100 and uh, 1300s in Japan. Oh. It's like a pla like old-fashioned outfit. I'm assuming like like classic, mm -hmm. like stereotypical samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Uh, and that's what we get. There was 40 costumes originally planned. It was all cut. Uh, gotta say, I'm really not torn up about missing Nazi costume Ilya. <sighs> Taiga is excited specifically for Nazi costume Ilya. Uh-huh. This is, this one sucks. This is the first really bad, uh, Tiger Dojo. When I say I like Ilya, it's 0% this. Uh-huh. I don't need or want Ilya in a sequence of, like, fetishistic uh -huh. outfits. Uh-huh. We'll get to the reasons that we like Ilya. Little Rin shows up. <laughs> yeah, oh, like very funnily drawn, weird little Rin shows uh -huh. up. And because uh, Taiga's like talking about her root getting cut, and mm -hmm. Little Rin shows up to be like, there was never a root plan for you. That's like bullshit. Uh -huh. And uh, then she kicks Taiga in the head. There's a lot of like those sprite just like spinning across uh -huh. the screen, which is very funny. Uh, also, yeah. I'm pretty sure she has a cigarette in her mouth. Uh -huh. uh, we get both kinds of, like, in Tiger Dojos, we tend to get, um, like, intentionally crude sprite animation. Yeah, uh-huh. Of, like, oh, yeah, Rin is doing, a like, a jump kick, so we're just going to spin her sprite around a bunch and mm -hmm. then slam it into uh, Taiga. Um, what, if, what if Rin went onto the roof during lunch because she was smoking? <laughs> She'd be so fucking cool. This is what uh, console games, making these for consoles, has taken from us. 
Underage smoking is not cool, except when it is extremely sick. <laughs> Rin committing the extremely cool crime of smoking. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just think it would be a fun bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't smoke. No. Uh, we step out of the dojo over Taiga's unconscious body and we get our stamp. Uh, I didn't notice that there was literally a stamp book. Yeah. Uh, until uh -huh. after I did this. There are 43 tiger uh, dojos. That's a lot of tiger dojos. And you get a special scene if you see all of them. So we're doing And complete all the game. So we're doing all of them. A special tiger dojo. Yeah. That I would say, very good. Good. Having read it. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm, yeah. I'm on track. Mm -hmm. So let's see. That's clearly not what we want. No. As Ilya and Taiga said, Saber's injured, Shiro's injured. Yeah. Why go fight when you're both injured? Yeah, it's stupid. So back in time, uh, Shiro's like, I'm not doing this. And Saber is very disappointed in him. They argue Saber's being obstinate. Shiro is honing in on her well-being, not on the tactical mistake that this is. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. He does... She doesn't listen to a word he's saying right up until he's like, you already lost a fight and I almost died. I don't want to do this again. Uh -huh. And that fucking hurts her really bad. Yeah, she... She shuts the fuck up immediately. She shuts up, but also is like, you didn't have to phrase it that way. Yeah, it's, And then it's just rough. like storms off to bed. Uh, Shiro's like, maybe that was a little harsh and uh, sad saber face. It was a little harsh. <laughs> it was a little harsh, but also she's not listening, and that part is true. Yep. The bit uh -huh. where he's like, oh, Saber, you're so hurt and delicate is, like, really annoying. But, like... It is also correct. Like, factually, uh -huh. she's uh -huh. still injured. It's like a framing thing. It's just like, yes, you yeah. are a warrior, Saber. Clearly, you're not a tactical commander. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like... You have to listen to this because we almost died once already because you bit off more than you could yeah. chew. I think this is an interesting of like, if Shiro had said, like, okay, tomorrow, we're going to go like take a look and then leave and then tomorrow we'll go attack. Saber would have been like, yeah, sure. Okay. At least we have a plan. And She's because so Shiro... At this moment, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that a re... For a recon plan, she wouldn't just go sprinting and start stabbing monks or something in the middle of the day. <laughs> um, see, I think that, uh, I, like, part of it is her frustration is that Shiro is like, no, never fight. For the indeterminate future, we are not fighting. Mm -hmm. And Saber's like, we have to have some plan? We can't just sit here forever? I'm getting antsy. That's the end of day six. Well... Interlude. 6-1. Fate. Well. Period. Fate, just, that's the route. Mm -hmm. Interludes don't have names. It says fate. I'm reading it. Okay. The next one is 6-2, and it also says fate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to read it then, too. <laughs> I didn't know this game had interludes. What does that mean? It means, Ben, that Nasu realized that he doesn't have to tell everything from the protagonist's perspective uh-huh we can jump around a little we can jump around a little it's after midnight and saber is the new protagonist she's not narrating though 
No. There's some kind of omniscient seeming narrator like talking passively talking about what's going on. Not omniscient, but like overseer type. You know what I mean? Does Shiro narrate in the first person? Yeah. Really? Yes. You did the same thing in Tsukihime. Shiro also narrates in the first person at all times. Weird. Yes. <laughs> they don't refer to themselves that much, but it's absolutely. This is different. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, someone is someone is watching over uh Saber as she does these things, omniscient narrator style. Mm-hmm. She's looking at Shiro, who is asleep in the ca- in the shed. I almost said in the cave. <laughs> Again, the man cave. The man shed. Uh Shiro is mad. And she's so she's so upset that she doesn't get to die by Caster's hands. So she's going to abandon her promise not to betray her master and wander off on her own I to know. go to the temple. I don't know that she was going to die at Caster's hands, but that's true. Caster she was going to get enslaved at Caster's hands. Uh, yeah, she says something interesting about how Shiro is too soft. So this time she has to be the heartless one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder hmm. if we'll ever learn more about that. Stay tuned for Fate Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing that. You're so funny. Uh, Saber again refuses to use the front door and jumps over the gate. Uh, now I do want to note that she has like hour long walk ahead of her. She is in her armor already. Yeah, her armor that she can summon at any time. Mm-hmm. We don't get we don't get like an hour narration of Saber picking her way through the that city. That would be so funny. It's Saber's little day out. Uh-huh. She's just at the temple gates again. Mm-hmm. The, the same background. It's the bad end. She sprints up the stairs, and what what stands in her way this time? Uh, there's a swordman. Sword. A swordman. Uh, 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 swordman. Hello, I'm Henry Swordman. <laughs> there is a uh, swordsman uh, in a kimono. Mm-hmm. He, purple, he has a purple also purple ben? and long blue hair like shinji why is everyone oh, in this game purple or blue except for rin i guess rin rin's red shiro's brown because of his shiro and isei are brown because uh-huh. of their school uniforms shiro's orange oh right yeah because he has hair. orange hair and it brings out the the warm tones of his outfit you know yeah Anyway, this guy's got a fucking katana. Yep. And he looks a little cocky. Uh-huh. Saber's like, this guy's fucking weird. There's some weird vibes going on. Uh, she thinks back to her previous Holy Grail war and is, like, thinking about a mysterious and suspicious archer who had some kind of terrible weapon. Uh-huh. Was this and weird, like, post-shadowing? This guy is no one. Yeah. No magical energy. No. Apparently no f- noble phantasm. Yeah. Just nothing. He's just a guy, but he's not human. Yeah. Weird. Um, But also, her instincts are telling her, mm, he could absolutely easily kill me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's like, what servant are you? This is the assassin, Sasaki Kojiro. Hmm. Oh, he said his name. Whoops. Yep. Butterfingers. Um, He's a historical... Slash fictional? Yeah, this is a really interesting thing. Uh, what well, we've got a lot of mythical figures here, right? We got yeah. Heracles and stuff, but uh-huh. this guy specifically is a guy who 
may not have existed. He was like a legendary, uh, like in in the world in the, of fate and he, in our world at the end in our world. Yeah. Yes, um, he was Miyamoto Musashi's like one of uh, Musashi's rivals. Uh-huh. He came very close to defeating Musashi. However, there's like vanishingly little evidence that he was real in any way, shape, or form. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is this also this is from the Edo wait, period? Is Musashi a real guy? Musashi's real, yeah. Okay. Musashi wrote a book. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, this is the problem but, with being fate-brained. Is who is like who's real. Assuming that most people who are servants are not real. Are fictional in our world and real in their world. Yeah. 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 So yeah. this is a this is a really it's fascinating It's not that long ago. This is the the first time When's like, the Edo period. Uh It's around when American warships were hovering around between 1600 and 1867. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so this is a this is a really fun one because as we said, like even if um Saber and Castor and Heracles and Ryder didn't really exist in our world. Mm-hmm. Um or are so fictional that they like technically didn't exist. Uh-huh. Um in the world of fate they are all real people who lived lives uh-huh. and uh and then became servants this guy even in fate uh, uh, says himself i was not real mm-hmm. <laughs> i am a fictional character yeah or like the the kind of or he synthesis may have of like several people several people who all like worked on the same thing and kind of like became one like historically uh-huh um it's cool it's very cool yeah, yeah. uh-huh the uh, this is where we start getting more into yeah servants are not the souls of dead people they are an idea about a dead person but also they are quite literally the souls of dead people sort of but they are altered by by their by their legend yeah mm-hmm. but i think they I believe that someone has said already that, like, they are removed from the cycle of reincarnation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they become servants. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting bit. Like, how much of them is the real original person? How much of it is the person who everyone thought that they were? Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. It's it's ambiguous, which is fun. Uh Uh-huh. So... This guy's not really a hero in the traditional sense, and Saber doesn't really have whatever intel she's given Mm -hmm. about various heroes <laughs> at the like uh the throne lunchroom or whatever uh-huh it's really fun that uh saber is immediately like oh god damn it now i can't i can't not tell him who i am yeah yeah because she's too polite yeah uh-huh. she's too honorable kojiro's like no 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 I didn't introduce myself to, like, get you to introduce yourself. There might be someone else around who's going to hear your true name, and that would be bad. I don't... I just needed you to know that I'm no one. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd rather get to know your sword. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, the interlude draws to a close as they prepare to fight. Saber's so cool, Van. She's also a lot of idiot. A lot of my notes are about, like, translation stuff or, like, important like thematic through lines mm-hmm. that are that are pop up and uh sometimes i just have to write notes that are like saber's so cool saber's being very cool right now shiro wakes up i just like it when a knight is prideful <laughs> uh-huh shiro wakes up and he has been dreaming this 
Uh-huh. Jiro was the narrator. Yeah. Uh, he was just having a dream. I think that we get interludes eventually that are just like undeniably not Shiro. Not Shiro. Yeah, like the like even the Rin prologue was definitely not Shiro. Yeah. It was Rin. Yeah, you know. So we'll get that stuff, but in this case, Shiro is dreaming about Saber. Uh huh. Or dreaming and sharing her perception, uh-huh. like dreaming through her eyes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His chest hurts. <laughs> the scar from that he was given in a car accident eight years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop like making jokes every time Shiro is cheeky. Uh-huh. It's it's so funny because it's like, Nasu, have you just forgotten which protagonist you're talking about? It's not his chest, it's his stomach. Uh-huh. I got wounded. Um Well, actually, Rin was lying then. Mm-hmm. Uh there were little pieces of Berserker cut off that <laughs> she and saber used to replace his tummy and um pretty soon she's gonna teach him how to make that alligator come back yeah oh god berserker exactly the same but scaled down this big please refer to fate moon archive episode five to understand that joke maybe episode four it's probably earlier than that it's probably episode four or read skihime because it rules Uh uh-huh look up content warnings uh, suddenly in a panic Shiro runs to get Saber and is like oh shit she actually did leave um, mm-hmm. yikes uh, she's a delicate small beautiful girl and she's gonna get hurt he says geez you're a girl so be more docile this is really like all I could think about at this moment, Fen, was I had just finished, I had just was watching, like, too much, <laughs> I was just watching, uh, like, Range Touches Too Much Future series, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And there's a bit at the very beginning of Fallout 2 where Cameron was talking about using the VAT system to target a guy's dick and kick him in it eight <laughs> times in a row until he surrendered. And uh, I want to do that to Shiro. I'm fucking yep. sick of this shit already. Uh-huh. Shiro grabs his bike and bikes furiously. <laughs> I, I'm gonna forget to bring it up when it comes up later. Uh, I love so much that um, Nasu thinks so much about bikes that Chiro ends up leaving his bike at the temple, and later, no, wait, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, we still have another day. Okay, tomorrow, Chiro has to bike somewhere and got a thinks bike. to himself. This is bike number two. This is the first one's back at the temple still. (laughs) It's so funny. Sometimes things in Nasi works just kind of happen. You know Uh what I mean? Because they have to happen that way. And and it's not interesting. We have conservation of bike. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, sometimes it's just like, it's not interesting that like... Nasu could have skipped over this, and it's like, oh yeah, like sure, someone at some point went to the temple and got the bike. That's fine, but no, we needed to be aware that Shiro there were two bikes. two bikes. I would love for this to be a reoccurring bit where Shiro just keeps leaving bikes places, and he's like, uh-huh. "This is bike number three. <laughs> I'm on bike number five. I'm running out of bikes. <laughs> bike number eight. I'm really getting down to the wire." <laughs> okay, interlude six dash two. Fate. <sighs> we get a cool CG of Saber and Kojiro fighting. Uh-huh. He's assassin. I said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I I think a lot of the action CGs are fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not like... I like looking at Saber. I'm not really here for the flashy shown in action scenes, you know what I mean? I'm a little here when Saber is involved. That's fair. Saber looks cool when she's doing it. Um, especially since all of them are framed in such a way to not to make her look less tiny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very funny. <sighs> Saber has completely failed to get Kojiro to even step a single step back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, must be like really talented. And I guess he also has a high ground advantage, which you really don't want. Uh-huh. Like fighting on stairs as a sword fighter. Seems miserable. Uh-huh. Also, Kojiro is refusing to chase her. Uh-huh. He's he's playing the defensive. He'll still kill her if he gets an opportunity to. But he's staying back so that she can't like draw him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, he might have killed me already if he wasn't being cautious about her invisible sword. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, this guy's a fucking brain genius, and he's, like, listing off the stats of her sword, like, how it's, like, three feet long and X centimeters wide, and it's pretty average weight for, like, a Western-style sword. Uh-huh. We could we could have guessed that Saber was Western, was a Westerner, but... Yeah, yeah. Based on her appearance, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Um, it's fun that he has not been like matching blades with her. Mm-hmm. He's been deflecting her attacks and yep. dodging. Yeah, Presumably yeah, yeah. to the side, not backwards, but she calls him a coward for this. Uh-huh. And he's like, listen, I've got a my my katana is a thin sword. You're gonna just snap it if I try and actually uh-huh. contest of strength with you. So uh this is this is just how I fight. It's like the difference between Eastern and Western sword fighting styles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He also calls her out for fighting with her sheath on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says he says that she's holding back, and she's pr- pretending that she's not, uh-huh. but badly. She's also bad at lying again, <laughs> matching Shiro. Mm-hmm. She's she's just very straightforward. Is the thing like mm-hmm. both in fighting style and also in personality? But uh, and yet she's hiding something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Assassin's like, okay, okay, I'm going to show you something fucking cool first. Okay. He steps down to her level, so they're both standing on the same step. Mm-hmm. Seems hard to stand on the same step and face each other. I think that there's, like, platforms. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what this what the fights with him look like. I think that there's like a there's like a um like rest area halfway up the or like two thirds of the way up the stairs. <laughs> one minute up the scroll <laughs> rest area and then like another minute of going yeah. up. Uh-huh. Exactly. So Kojiro should we call him assassin or should we call him Kojiro? Probably assassin just to make it clearer that he's yeah. a servant. Yeah. I I wrote Kojiro a lot in the notes. Yeah. I think of him as Sasaki Kojiro. Yeah, which is interesting because you think of all the other Stay Night characters as their class, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. He says it so quick, you know. He says assassin and he's never referred to as assassin again, Yeah, basically. Because Nasu thinks it's very cool who he is. Yeah. It's also very... Yeah, we're going to get this in a second. It's also very funny that uh, Nasu has completely, like, rewrites the history of his special move uh, into, like, in a way that is like, oh, you have a completely different understanding of this move if you have read Nasu works versus, like, have not. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Saber re- realizes that he's doing something cool and mm-hmm. uh, rushes towards him before he can do it. Uh, this move is called Tsubame Gaeshi, or Swallow Reversal, like uh-huh. Swallow the Bird, uh, yeah. specifically. She deflects and is trying to counterattack, and then gets a really bad feeling and <laughs> jumps and rolls down the stairs a ways instead Saber's of attacking. iframes are very good. <laughs> uh-huh. He explains that this is a, a move that he invented to kill swallows. So this is the thing, is... Uh, or swallow counter is um is outside of NASA work. It is not a move invented to kill swallows. Uh-huh. Uh huh. but the the description that he gives is so good here. Uh huh. There's a great bit in Grand Order where uh, a character mentions Kojiro not by name but by saying he's that weird guy who's preoccupied with sparrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is a sparrow saying this. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You want to explain this move? Okay. So, uh, as he explains it, when you swing a sword, a sparrow can feel the wind, mm-hmm. and so it will dodge. Mm-hmm. And so you then need a second stroke to, um, let's see, a second, st- like, horizontal stroke or vertical. I don't remember which is which, but you need a second stroke mm-hmm. to to capture this the fleeing sparrow. Yes, and then uh, ideally you need a third one because it might have sensed both of those first two. Uh huh. <laughs> Basically, and so you you create a like prison for the sparrow from which there is no escape. Yes, and critically, this does not work in the slightest unless all these three attacks are coming at the same exact time. Uh huh. Which they are, even though he's not doing this magically. <laughs> Multi-dimensional refraction phenomenon, uh, Kishur Zeltrek, which is a name we will hear again later. Uh-huh. Uh, a servant that has reached the level of a noble phantasm with mere skill. Yeah, he's not using any magical energy for this. Yeah. He's just so good at swords that he can do something that is impossible, which is really fascinating. It yeah. sounds like magic to me, but... Um, Sasaki Kojiro does not have a noble phantasm like heroic spirits have. He has only his demonic technique made possible by his godlike skill. Godlike. He's a god here. Uh, it is impossible, guy. but this mere human is equal to heroic spirits armed with noble phantasm. Why is he a mere human? This is fascinating. Um... Which is such what, a fun... What like, I'm getting from this, fan is that you remember yesterday when you were kind of half watching us watch JoJo and there was that blind know. sniper who uh, had a, a, a... His stand floats on the wind and tells him where people are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so that he can shoot it and that it bounces bounce off at the person. Uh-huh. But no one can hit it because it senses the wind and moves every time perfect counter yep. get kojiro in there uh-huh. he'll kill that thing right quick mm-hmm. continue just this guy's cool as hell yeah i love the, i love the idea of it's just the thing that's sick as hell is like a normal guy yes. with no magical talent just spends his entire life uh like making one thing work uh-huh which is like this is also musashi uh-huh at least in fate is like oh yeah she also spent her entire life on one technique gender spoiler sorry that a lot of fake characters are men in history and women in fate 
but yeah yeah no it's it's a very cool bit it's right? just like yeah that that um the like dedication to one's craft mm-hmm. that goes so far as to make it into something that you can face up against heroic spirits mm-hmm. like legends of history armed with legendary weapons is just it's cool <laughs> uh-huh and saber's like yeah that's very cool i'm gonna show you what pure natural power can do uh-huh. and she's a windstorm starts up that shakes the whole mountain <laughs> this is a fun like this is just again a like he says this is the difference between eastern and western mm-hmm. um fighting styles and then it's just a like oh yeah he spent his entire leaf entire life on one technique and she's just like yeah i'll just hit you really hard (laughs) i'm gonna hit you really really hard yeah this is very cool and scary this thing that saber is doing Uh uh-huh um oh right and he didn't he she survived because he didn't get off the third strike yeah because he was like Uh, because he was like on unsteady unsteady ground saber's sword is essentially surrounded by a bounded field containing a hurricane (laughs) Uh-huh. And that hurricane reflects, refracts light in such a way that it makes the sword invisible. But if she releases the restraint, her, uh, she can create like a windstorm that she controls. Yeah. Uh, for a couple minutes before her sword, it all dries up and her sword turns visible again. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Kojiro sees this and is like, no, you're still fucking hiding something. This is not your real power. Mm-hmm. I don't huh. know, Ben. The stats page says that this is her noble phantasm. It does, doesn't it? Uh, she didn't say its name, did she? She didn't say no. anything. She just released yeah. the, the spell. Which I think Rin said you can do. It's just like less powerful. Okay, okay. Or no, to, to release the full power of your noble phantasm, you need to say its name. That makes sense to me. But like, Ku can use his spear without yeah. saying Gable. He just can't do the cool uh um this move seems pretty strong but we'll yeah. see she's blowing the trees around yeah like... end Shiro's of the interlude uh, we're back to shiro time oh no his command spells are hurting him uh his cursed right arm uh-huh no, cursed left arm sorry is it his left arm it must be his i think so because uh caster cut off his left arm when she was talking yeah about i'm also spells. thinking about like if you yeah we're shown his hand with the command spells sometimes, and his thumb is on the the right. Mm-hmm. So it's his left arm. He can't get close to Saber because there's a hurricane happening, essentially. Uh-huh. And he's like, wow, she's going to do something really cool with all that magical energy she can't get back. Uh-huh. Uh... Someone throws a dagger or something, some kind of blade at Shiro to stop him from getting any closer, and then the wind starts to die down. As Kojiro says, hey, we're being spied on. You should cut that out. One sec. Let's uh-huh. take stock of this. It's really, it's fun that Kojiro is very much a like, yeah, I, I want to duel with you. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not going to duel with you if it's going to give anyone else any information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know if you know that you're being used or care, but I care that you're being used. It's uh-huh. not fair. It makes it not fun. Uh-huh. Which is like, yeah, kind of goes with... noble duel. It goes with how he introduced himself as like, no, I wanted to fight one man for my entire life, and that means that I am very honorable. So, uh, Saber reseals the um, thing around her sword, the invisible air. 
Um, yeah, Kojiro is like, this is this is not like a f- fun secret moonlit du- duel just for the two of us anymore. I'm I'm done. You can get out of here. Mm-hmm. If that if that person in the woods who is watching tries to get to my temple, I'm gonna fucking kill them though. Just so you know. <laughs> we know it's Ryder. We know because, because, because we've end. seen the bad end. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting like spoilers for upcoming stuff hidden in the bad ends. I wouldn't say spoilers. Not spoilers, so but much like, as like yeah, yeah. Like we are not going to see Caster like, for a while. I assume. Why, why is why is Ryder here? Uh huh. And also, yeah, who's Caster? I can guess why Ryder's here. Why is Ryder here, Ben? Uh, Shinji wanted to see Saber, and then specifically told him a person he could go fight. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so actually, uh, we get Kojiro's sprite for the first time. He looks a lot more blue than purple yeah. this time. He he looked pretty purple in that CG. Still like a purplish blue mm-hmm. outfit. Uh, let's see. Shiro gets to Saber, and he's like, "Oh my God, Saber!" And Saber is like, "Ah, fall unconscious," and her her armor dematerializes. Uh huh. Um, good thing that she can put her armor on over her clothes. I'm not sure that that's what happened because of something that's going to ha- happen in a minute. I think she does. Okay. Shiro is going to carry Saber home, leaving his bike behind. Uh-huh. Uh, this fact made me insane. Saber weighs 90 pounds. Uh-huh. Saber weighs under 100 pounds. Yes. This is, Fen, I have included a list of uh, a Google <laughs> search of things that weigh about 90 pounds. Will you read some of your favorite items off this list for me? A baby hippopotamus. <laughs> yes <laughs> um one bag of rice uh-huh that is not true of all bags of rice a very large <laughs> bag of rice weighs 90 pounds uh two month old full <laughs> a punching bag i assume this also I'm depends on the it. size of the punching bag uh a giant cabbage <laughs> a giant cabbage that weighs 90 pounds that is like an award-winning cabbage uh front seating flush toilet uh and two suv tires this is from uh weightofstuff.com i think uh now some poor intern was like we need seven we have six what's a seventh uh a a 40 kilogram bag of rice great ship it (laughs) it's so funny they should rename this article things that weigh as much as saber (laughs) She's so tiny. She's, She's so so tiny. small. Uh, yeah, I weigh. I weigh. <laughs> this is two. This is three times as much as Saber. Wow. Uh huh. Like about two Sabers. I'm three Sabers. That's so many. That's so many Sabers. I would like just one. <laughs> God. Okay. So Shiro is very horny and carrying her home. Uh, he drops her by the entryway in order to take off his shoes, I think. Mm-hmm. And Rin catches him uh, and gives him uh, the act as if he's like ha- about to have sex with her in the hallway. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, he feels awkward touching Saber while Rin watches to pick her up and bring her back to the place that he has Rin do it. This is where I was like, was Saber fucking naked that whole time? I don't think so. I really hope not, but I would not put it past this game. Um, I just want to say, buff Rin theory. 
Brimin can carry Saber easily. 90 yes. pounds is like, especially a human-shaped 90 pounds. Hard to lift. Is hard to lift. Rin does it apparently without complaint, so. It's the bit where she sees, she, she finds them in the entryway and Rin's like, your tastes are, are like, weird. Yeah. She says it like they're fucking. <laughs> and it's just like. Uh, I don't know. It's just Nasu shit would not surprise me if that if that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Rin predicted this was exactly how everything was going to happen. Uh huh. Shiro goes to make some tea so he can tell Rin what's going on, and uh, Saber has already woken up and joined Rin at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He comments that she changed into her normal oh, clothes. That hey. was the bit. That was the bit that can that I was like, oh, she was naked that whole time. He must have put a coat on her or something. Wild. That's like one of the most bananas details that you could possibly get. Where do her clothes go? No, I know where her clothes went. She took them off to put her armor on. This is wild because she demonstrates in the dojo when he first finds her there, Mm -hmm. like sitting. She demonstrates that she can just put her armor on over her clothes. She walked an hour with a naked girl over his shoulder. Two hours. (laughs) Right, it was two hours because it took so long to get back. She's heavy. She's it's not like, even heavy, but like that's like a long way to go. Two a.m. and he gets up at six. This is like one of the most. I this whole sequence of events annoys me more than uh the rest of the game so far. It's like it's not. I don't find a lot of this stuff very as compelling as mm-hmm. I was, as I do find some other things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's cool stuff going on, but like Saber's just so foolish in the uh-huh. sequence of events and like she's naked for two hours for no reason and like i would have liked this way less reading if i'd realized that... i didn't realize it till that last line uh-huh she doesn't have like an undersuit for her armor because she would just have worn that you know what yeah. i mean uh-huh so here we go Saber's body shut down because she was trying to use more magical energy than she uh, really reasonably could. It was like a breaker blowing, pretty much. That doesn't bode well for her using her attacks on Berserker. No. (laughs) Uh, Shiro starts scolding her for this. And um, once again, he refuses to be like, hey, this was a suicidal tactical misstep. Mm -hmm. And is instead like... I hate it when girls die. Oh my god. So Saber, who just almost died for no re to prove a very important point in the desert somewhere, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. For no reason whatsoever, gets the upper hand on him in this argument because he's too busy being a misogynist. I also hate it when girls die. I also hate it when girls die, but that's not the point. Yeah. He's like, I'm girls not- aren't allowed to fight around. Yes. Me. Uh-huh. And Rin is in the background just like dying of secondhand embarrassment uh-huh. for being associated with this dude mm-hmm. and he's like i'll do the fighting and you can just watch me fight uh-huh this is saber is utterly infuriated by this whole turn of events she's so mad and has every right to be and rin is like okay you two are just pa- talking past each other shiro saber shiro isn't being sexist he just doesn't know how to not respect women too much. <laughs> he's just, just like, what if women respecting but too much? Um, I can show you some people on Twitter who are a lot like Shiro. And Rin's like, okay. 
Shiro cares more about you than himself. Mm-hmm. And Saber's like, okay, you can fight alongside me. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not willing to grant. Uh, I won't fight. This is also. Uh, I just want to say, Saber is basically at some point in this conversation. Saber's like, servants are here to sacrifice ourselves for our masters. And Shiro's response is, but dad's, eh. but dad said it's my turn to sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, she's great. Saber, incredible. Uh, incredible non-binary icon. She's like, I'm a knight. That's my gender. My gen- knight. <laughs> gender is knight. I have a sword in my pants and nothing else. <laughs> um, and then also one one final note. Um it's very funny that she just referred to Kojiro as a human who could fight heroic spirits. Yeah. And then to uh, Shiro, she's like, you can't fight heroic spirits because you're human. Say, uh, Shiro doesn't have the fucking skill to back no. it up. Yes, yes. It That is the bit. But it's not... She doesn't say, because you're you. It's like, I yes, I just fought a human who can fight heroic spirits, but you're human. human. But I get what you... I, I know what you mean. I'm quibbling because he's definitely not human. No. Yes. Yeah. Um. But she does say that. Um, yeah. What am I? And she, she's like, "I'm gonna teach you sword fighting." And Rin, Rin's like, "I'll teach you magic, and you're gonna be miserable for a couple of days while uh-huh. we do this." Uh, this does all. It does smack a little bit of like, well, if you get in women's way and you don't have the skill to back it up, it's misogyny. But if you have skill, then it's chivalry, and you're good actually. So get good, Shiro, and your fucking women respecting will turn around, and everyone will love it. Uh huh. Uh, no one drinks the tea that he made. They both leave. It's so funny that he's just sitting there with a tray with tea on it all by himself. And he's like, oh, they just they just kind of left, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the the th- the bit with Shiro is that this is all about him coming to terms with the fact that he's being un- unfair to women because of his prejudices. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that Nasu is also just like a little bit misogynist as a general rule. <laughs> so it's always going to come off a little insincere because there's an accepted amount of misogyny you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. February 6th. Sword and Magic 1. <laughs> 7, Sword and Magic 1. <laughs> day 7, is, Sword and Magic 1. This is, always throws me off because it's the days are always going to be one day behind the number of day that it is. Uh-huh. Shiro is dreaming about Kiritsugu saying some trite shit. Oh. Uh, <sighs> <sighs> we get... We get, like, explicitly that uh, Kiritsugu is extremely utilitarian. Mm-hmm. That he's like, yeah, any day. I would sacrifice five pe- 500 people to save 1,000 or, like, 100 to save 900. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a second. Yeah. It's interesting because he's like, sh- this is the first time Shiro grapples with the fact that he had only really thought about being a superhero in the terms of protecting his family. Uh-huh. Whereas Kiritsugu seems to worry about the whole world. Yeah. And he t- Kiritsugu talks about how he tried to become a worse, like a more heartless person in order to change the world, which is clearly a, a, a like double bind to fuck yourself over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shiro gets mad at Kiritsugu because he doesn't want to be saved by 
sometimes people have to die to save other people. He wants to be saved by, oh, no, everyone can live and we'll all go to heaven together or something. You know Uh what I mean? Yeah. Saber wakes him up. Saber is grumpy. Saber is mad because he hasn't cooked for her yet. Yeah. (laughs) Hungry Saber is rising to the forefront. It's very good. I love Grumpy Saber. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really cute that it feels a little like she comes like walking into his room and is like, Shiro, when's breakfast? When's breakfast, yeah. Uh I'm hungry. I don't have we gotten that servants don't need to eat at all. I think that Rin said that like day. Like one right or away, something. right? Yeah. They can eat, but but Saber is not willing to concede on eating, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does then say, Rin and Sakura are fighting. <laughs> also, yeah, the girls are fighting in the living room and I didn't want to get involved. Uh-huh. Uh, he thanks her for waking him up and says good morning and she gives like a surprised look. Surprise Saber is very cute. She's so cute. He goes into the living room and finds... If you have not listened to Artsukihime episodes and uh, do not know that I, too, am a woman respecter. <laughs> You're a Saber respecter. <laughs> And he's sweet. And he's sweet. I just think it's cute when girls are cute. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I love Saber. We're all lesbians here. Yes. yes. Not necessarily the listeners. No. Sure, we got all kinds. Yeah. But you and me? Yeah. Lesbians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he finds Rin in the kitchen alone. Mm-hmm. Or in the living room alone. He she finally talked Sakura into leaving for a while. Mm. The deal is, Rin gets gets Shiro for a week. Sakura gets him for the rest of his life. <laughs> she will leave after a week. Uh-huh. Uh She Rin is worried. My my first instinct was, you just found out that her brother has a servant and is abuse, and you know she's he's abusing her. Is letting, making her spend more time in his sphere of influence really a good idea? Mm-hmm. But Rin makes the very good point of he is a, on a hair trigger and the more she hangs out with us, the more upset he's going to get. And uh, usually all he can do is like beat up his sister. It would be really bad if he just came to school and like destroyed a school building or something because uh-huh. he has a server. Or now. killed her because he doesn't yeah. have any consequences. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah, complicated situation. It's, uh, it makes me angry because there's no answer. Uh huh. So, let's see. I am happy that no one's response is, well, why don't we just go to the cops? God, yeah. No one, once again, no one even thinks about the cops for one second in any Natsusha. Uh-huh. The, the cops came up once in Tsukihime for Arkui to be like, fuck the cops. Yep. <laughs> What's a cop? I don't even see them. Well, but it, it is, I guess I, I say that as kind of a joke, but it is interesting that it's like, oh yeah, of course mages would never think of the cops. Yeah. Because 90% of the stuff, like, cops can't get involved uh-huh. because they're not mages. Uh-huh. You get the mage cops involved. Uh-huh. There's not even but, really mage cops. There's, like, uh, well, assassins the, and... The association uh, has, like... And I'm sure they have assassins, has... but they don't have, like... You don't get cops patrolling. No. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh, uh, my friend just got murdered. Can you come take a look? Uh-huh. It's like... Oh, there is someone, like, destroying towns. Uh-huh. Uh, they need to be stopped. 
they could really use some better like grassroots like crime prevention stuff you know what uh-huh. i mean and not not crime prevention even but like programs to help people mm-hmm. <laughs> some anti-carceral stuff uh-huh. but uh they don't do that because they're not no. good people no no they just don't like cops either yeah <laughs> i you do have to hand it to them for that one thing <laughs> You do not, under any circumstances, have to hand it to the Mages Association. So, let's see. Taiga is not going away. Nope. And she's mad that Sakura is going to be busy. Uh, uh, we get the bit where Taiga is like, what if, what if something happens between the two of you? And Shiro can't say that he's uh, not going to have sex with Rin. Not even, not even, I'm not going to have sex with Rin. It it reads as more of Shiro being like, well, I guess I can't promise that I'm not going to assault Rin because men are just like that. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, oh. Did we see... We saw Ayako on day three. Was that right? Yes. Ayako was like, hey, Shiro, can you come back to the archery club, please, and help me rein in Shinji? Uh-huh. Uh, she's been injured. Yeah. She's out of school. Her arm was hurt because she was being... uh chased by some some suspicious person mm. and she like fell and hurt herself mm-hmm. huh that's that's suspicious yeah uh-huh. uh it's it- also a setup for another one of the worst things shiro has ever said <gasps> shiro is essentially like oh i'm actually it's really good that ayako got mugged because maybe violence will beat femininity into her i hate shiro i fucking hate shiro so much <laughs> i thought that i'd remembered how bad shiro was on the fate route and like i had not remembered how bad shiro was on the fate route shiro is like one 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 person setting him up uh for to say something to being like oh women belong in the kitchen you know Uh what i mean if he didn't cook himself he would say that yes if he didn't also like cooking the fascinating yeah this is the fascinating thing about shiro is that like in many ways, he breaks gender roles. Uh huh. But it's fine when he does it. Yeah. And it's not okay when women do. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They need to be more docile and obedient. And uh, it's like really gross. And again, I get that it's the bit. I know. I've heard a million times that it's the it's the bit with Shiro is him getting over this stuff. Yeah. But also, it still sucks to read. It does. What does not suck to read is Rin being like. You know I'm good friends with Ayako, right? Yeah. Because uh, you should um, you should do nice things for me if you don't want her hearing about all of that. Yeah. Uh huh. Jiro like bends over backwards. He's like, uh, whoops, I shouldn't have said that. I'll do anything." And then Taiga's like, "Weird that you're bending over backwards for Rin, because I'm gonna tell her anyway." <laughs> uh, he's gonna make uh eggs and toast and Western style breakfast for Rin. With marmalade with mar- lots of marmalade. Saber also says, and soft-boiled eggs, please. Yeah, yeah Saber asks for the eggs. <laughs> oh, I love Saber. <laughs> Shira's not going to school, Ben. Yeah, Taiga wants to bring him to school. Shira refuses. He's skipping school to do training with Saber. His, ex- he gives some like half-hearted excuse to Taiga, who just is like, fine, whatever, I'll cover for you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> snitches get stitches, you know. Yep. Taiga's not going to rat him out. Except to Ayako. Uh-huh. It's funny. Yeah. Snitching is never... It's, we never <laughs> endorse snitching on this podcast unless it's very funny. 
or your friend is being a bigot. Yeah, that's in which case go ahead. Yeah, someone's got a He's he's a big he's like an asshole and a coward. Uh-huh. He he'll like make a private account to say some misogynist shit to you. Yep. And then like to your face be supportive. Mhm. Uh Rin is heading out to keep an eye on the school. Shiro cleans up the do- their like hobby dojo and is like, you know, I've really studied the blade, but mostly just like thinking about it and mm-hmm. like rotating it in my mind, not so much using it for fighting. I do love that um, he talks about him and Kuritsugu sparring, but neither of them being particularly good. So they were just kind of hitting each other with swords. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Saber shows up in her... Uh, casual clothes they like quibble about whether or not she should wear armor for a little bit he says something about her looking better in like girly clothes and she takes this backhanded compliment surprisingly well i do also think that she looks better in her i think her armor outfit, is sick but i like i, like I don't want to say i don't want to say that i don't like her armor uh-huh. i just really like her casual clothes yeah. <laughs> it's very cute that's fine you could say that shit because you haven't spent the last like however many hours that we've been hanging out with shiro and saber together undermining her no she should fight people she looks cool as hell when she does this Uh, is the thing is i think that she looks cute in her normal outfit or her casual clothes when she's doing casual things and i think she looks cool as hell wearing armor uh when fighting people especially we get a fun saber brandishing a practice a wooden sword Mm -hmm. sprite uh, and Saber's like, listen, I haven't, I don't teach people things, and I don't have time to go over the basics with you. So I'm gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> for about an hour, and uh, I'm gonna act as if I'm trying to kill you, and you're gonna try and survive. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to beat Shiki's death sense into him. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. In in a like, listen, this might get you another two or three seconds in a fight. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Uh, she beats the shit out of him for an hour or two. Uh-huh. And then they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Or oh, it's she, rest time. Yeah, yeah, it's break time. He's like, I I can keep going. And she's like, No, you can't. Let's let's just hang out for a sec. Uh-huh. Our choices are we could ask Saber what her wish for the Holy Grail is. We can ask her what her life was like before all this, or we can ask her to teach us a super move. <laughs> Secret super move. Grail is my favorite, I think, but let's start with special attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiro immediately knows that this is a bad thing to do. Uh-huh. He starts, like, stumbling over his words, and he's like, I have to ask you something. Uh, and she's, like, rapt attention, like, very serious saber face, you know what I mean? And he's like, uh, can you teach me, like, an easy super move that could <laughs> defeat even you? And she's just like, her eyes go really wide. And he's like, uh, you know what? Like, the fight music kicks in. Um, <laughs> that probably doesn't exist, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and Saber <laughs> is, uh, just immediately starts screaming at him. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Um. He's a dumbass. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Yeah, it's a, it's a dumb scene, but funny. Back to the top. Shiro asks what her life was like as a human being. And he's like, you must have been, like, some hot babe, and the sword thing came later in as a servant, right? 
Because that makes a lot of sense to me. What is All this? girls start off as towns... And <laughs> swords. After death, yeah. After death, every slut gets a sword. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's... You know, you become a heroic spirit because you did some renowned shit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were just like the biggest slut on the planet, you could become a servant for that. Ooh. So yeah, Shiro is being weird again and she's like i was a, they put a sword in my hand the minute i popped out mm-hmm. i've been a warrior this whole time there was never like some sweet gentle girl uh let's see he's surprised she gets emotion like she blushes about something he says and he's like oh it's cute to see you acting from your emo- like with emotion instead of suppressing your feelings and she says this interesting line here she says what is demanded from me is not an opinion as an individual, but an opinion for my position. That does not change even now. Hmm. To explain why she doesn't, like, go with her gut. Mm-hmm. She, like, tries to be removed and emotionless. Yeah. Uh, she's not very good at it, I don't think. No. Given her uh, nighttime excursion, but... What does she want the Grail for, Ben? Why is she fighting in the Holy Grail War? Um, She tries not to tell him. <laughs> Yeah, she wiggles out of it immediately. She says very vaguely that there's something that she needed to do in her lifetime that she failed to do. She says she might, it's like she wants to get another tr- chance at something. She wants to retry something. Uh huh. And he's like, oh, thank God. I was worried it was going to be like world domination, like I assume Rin's going to wish for. <laughs> she thinks this is cute. Um, She's like, Rin's selfish, but she's not going to do anything bad with it if she wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shiro's like, they they she like kind of moves the conversation on. Shiro's like, that seems a bit touchy, I guess. And there's something nagging him about her answer. Maybe the fact that she just didn't give one. I love my self-sacrificing night. Uh-huh. That's all. Next up. Sh- uh, Shiro's like, let's, uh, let's get started again. And Saber's like, okay, okay. We- we'll do it, fine. And then her tummy rumbles. Uh-huh. She's hungry. Saber is hungry. She, Shira, wow, I almost said cheeky. She was like, okay, it's lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go get stuff for dinner, or lunch, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they should go together. That would right. be cute. That's, but... that's my immediate thought. I was like, why don't you take her? Take her out of the house. Get her some exercise. This is the moment where we get the fact that the bike was left at the temple. He has a and spare he bike. Has a yeah. spare bike. Bike number two. We don't know how many spare bikes he has. I think so. We know that he has a nice round two. number. Shiro's getting food for now and for breakfast tomorrow. He's like, I'm going to get the cheapest strawberry jam. No, they're going to complain if I get the cheapest. I'll get expensive $2 jam. 10 Is it $10 jam? A thousand yen. Oh, I missed that. I, what the fuck did I read? Good That's question. pretty expensive jam. That's very expensive jam. Anything less than that and Rin would complain. Uh-huh. Uh, and then someone tugs on the back of his shirt to, uh, to get his attention. It's Ilya. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a tiny little white and purple girl yeah. with red eyes. Does he jump away immediately? He certainly is like, oh no, oh wait, you're not gonna kill me. Yeah, he doesn't get the murder vibe from her, and she smiles, and she's like, I'm so happy you survived. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, are you going to try like attack me here? And she's like, the sun is up. I'm not going to attack you in broad daylight. Vampire Heracles theory. 
Heracles is not a vampire. No. He looks like he could be, though. Yeah. He could be a dead apostle. Yeah. I think it's more he's too big not to see. Yeah. Except at night. Yeah. Well, less people are out at night. Yeah. Less. Uh, yeah. Ilya's just a kid right now. Yeah. She's just acting like a normal, like, how old is Ilya? How old does she look? Um, I don't know. Like 12? 12. Yeah, she's a little immature maybe for 12, but I'd buy it. Shiro's a little unnerved. I'm very bad at guessing ages. So Shiro's a little unnerved by this turn of events, but he still lets his relaxes a little bit. She like reiterates her name and asks for his name. Irisville von Eisburn? Yeah. Is her whole name? And she's like, that's too long though. Just call, call me Ilya. Yeah. Uh he says his name, and she's like, Don't do I can tell you're being worried. Berserker's at home. Don't worry about it. I mm-hmm. also know. That Saber is not here. So it's just the two of us. Uh-huh. How does she know that? She's not a servant. How the fuck does she know that Saber's not here? She's a very powerful mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, hangs off of him like a like a little sister. Uh-huh. That's exactly what she's doing. Uh, and she's like, let's talk about something. And, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> she's like, aren't we just, like, ki- normal kids right now? And she was like, technically we're enemies. And she's like, I don't have enemies. There's just insects that I crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so he, like, kind of pushes her away, and she starts to fall, and he instinctively catches her because he hates it when women die. Uh-huh. And, um, like, sets her down, and he's like, this sucks. This is the most awkward moment of my life. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And she like narrows her eyes and is like, uh, do you, do you dislike me, Shiro? And he's like, I'm going to, she's going to like blow up this shopping district if I don't do what she says. So I guess we're going to go hang out. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. And then she transitions fully back into just like dancing down the street uh-huh. with a bunch of really cute It's a very, sprites. very cute animation of her sprite just like bobbing and like changing between poses as she like dances down the road. Uh-huh. He agrees to follow her to a, to the like a park nearby to chat. Uh, he's like, she's, she has not even considered that I might be lying to get, to make a break for it. Uh-huh. She just ran up ahead and she's expecting me to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decides to follow just in case, again, the shopping district ends up burning down. <laughs> uh-huh. They go to an empty little park, and he's like, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about my my servant or something? And she's like, boring. And he's like, well, then what do you want to talk about? And she's like, I really have no idea. I don't talk to people. So I know I have the idea that I want to hang out, but I really don't know what that entails. Um... <laughs> yeah yeah it's a really fun like she's like i don't know what how what do you talk about that's fun how how do you exist around people mm-hmm. what are friends i i know what friends are but like what do you do with them yeah uh-huh he asks her where she's from she's apparently a noble um somewhere in europe mm-hmm. she has a castle in uh-huh. some like snowy northern like part of europe and he, she's, like, kind of cold and, like, cuddling up to him. And he's like, aren't you used to the cold? And she's like, I'm used to it. I don't, that doesn't mean I like it, you uh-huh. know. I like that. Uh, but she does like snow because her father used to say that her, her hair reminds him of the, her, of the color of snow. Uh-huh. Her mm-hmm. hair is, in fact, white. white. Yep. 
And Shira also compliments her hair. And she's like, I got it's from my mom. I'm very proud of it. And then she asks if he got anything from his dad besides a magic crest. She's not interested in that. Uh-huh. Although Shiro does confirm that he does not have a magic crest. And he says he got his house, his last name, and uh, doesn't quite say it, but he knows his life is the first thing he got. And there's a weird, in- there's an interesting moment where Ilya and him are talking about magic crest, but seem to be talking about different things. Yeah. This is really fun. I don't have any idea what's going on here. Um, I don't even remember exactly if this gets like more clarity or, or what, but, um, she's like, okay, uh, your magic crest though. And he's like, no, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a, but I'm a master. Mm-hmm. And she says she was never taught magic, mm-hmm. but is a master. Um, and she believe she says something to the effect of, but I thought you needed a magic crest to become a master. Yeah, it seems like she's conflating command spells with uh, a crest. Yeah. In some way. Oh, which is weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is... Because the Einsburn, Einsburns are like a long-storied family, so they should have a crest. Yeah. Uh-huh. This will get explained later. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized what's up. Yeah, so Shiro notices that there's something wrong with the way that they're both talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know that I can really figure this out right now. So, uh, are you living in a hotel or something? Your parents here? <laughs> He's worried that she doesn't have anyone looking after her. Cause, uh, and she's she points to a random forest west of here and is like, oh, my family maintains a mansion over there. My two maids, two of them, two maids are over there. She calls them Sela and Lazrit. She doesn't like them. She snuck mm-hmm. out. She starts to say some sad shit. Well, apparently she doesn't like them because they kept her, or because they want to keep her in the mansion, and because she, before this, before in her home, presumably, she was always kept inside. Uh-huh. Uh, and so she wants to go outside and, like, see stuff she says that the cold is bad for her body Mm. Mm -hmm. but it's not too cold it's not as cold here as it was before so she should be able to go outside whenever she likes Mm -hmm. and shiro who really really cares about women feels like a little bit sad for her you Uh know what i mean and he reaches into his bag and he takes out the special treat that he got to share with saber and instead shares it with Ilya. Uh, he he bought some uh, dorayaki, which is a kind of like pancake filled with a sweet red bean paste. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one sweet that he likes because him and his dad used to share it together. Aww. So he got some for Saber, but he ends up giving it, sharing it with Ilya instead. Uh-huh. That's cute. Yeah, it's a cute moment. And Shiro's trying to figure her out, right? Uh-huh. He's like, he has a pang where he's like, I wish I had a little sister like this, mm-hmm. you know? And he wonders if she's just too young to, like, really get what death and killing means. And that's why she's so willing to, like, slaughter people is just because she just doesn't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. She's too innocent. And he's about to ask her. Yeah. Hey, what's up? And then. Which would be a really interesting question. She jumps off the bench and is like, Berserkers woke up. I have to go. And she bolts. Uh-huh. Uh, it's probably not good if Berserker wakes up and she's not around. Uh-huh. And uh, Shiro, despite having his whole stomach knocked out on her orders, is like, 
I don't know if she's really a bad person. Stay tuned to Heavensville for more on Ilya. Yeah. Also, some, interesting. some this route, but it's really like we don't really dig into her deal for, for a long a good time. long time. Yeah, it's interesting. Which I... is the like which is feels like an artifact of oh, originally she did have a route planned. Yeah. And this was a like in the way that you kind of need to set up all of the characters in a like a dating sim so that a player um or I guess like visual novel more so than dating sim mm-hmm. um, where there are like fewer routes um, so that the player can be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to go after this girl or like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go after this one. Um, and then you learn their deal and all that stuff. Yeah. And you Find like out really, why they're depressed. You, but you get like in, in kind of common areas or as we've seen in, in type moon games of like, Oh yeah, on the route you're playing, you might get like little hints as to what's going on with other characters that uh-huh. will entice you to be like, "Oh yeah, right. Next next route I should do this." Um, this very much feels like that for Ilya mm-hmm. of like, yeah, the last time you saw her, she was like a a cruel murder machine, and now she's just a little girl. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on with her? Mm-hmm. And it takes it feels like, "Oh, there was a route there." And then the pieces of that that were done uh got smushed into heaven's feel there's a lot of stuff about Ilya that i know and don't know that i can't talk about you know what i mean because uh-huh. we just haven't gotten there yet um yeah she's she it's gonna be really interesting to finally get there and be able to talk about what's up with Ilya. you know what i mean because this stuff this is a re- Ilya root isn't really something that i want <laughs> No, after the after the uh, Tiger Dojo where she's like, oh, yeah, I was going to be dressed up in a bunch of different outfits. Yeah. Um, it was like, no, this is not the Ilya route I want. I like, know there's a lot of stuff that is deeply interesting about Ilya, and I I've, I've, I've have a strong feeling that she's going to end up being very high on my list of characters based on stuff I already do know uh-huh. about her. Um, but, and a root means that she would have gotten more of that stuff, but also... It would have been like Len over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's really gross. It, yeah. There's like, there is an idealized Ilya route in my mind that I think that is the one route where I'm like, yeah, no, please make this at a time when you cannot write sex scenes. <laughs> like uh-huh. when you've moved beyond that. Yeah. Because... That is not stuff I want from an Ilya route. It's like digging into who she is and what her deal is. Yeah. yeah. Playing up the like, yeah. like well, playing well, up how young she is, is like uh, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. At this point, we haven't gotten anything where Shiro seems like he's horny yeah. about her. You know what I mean? But a root means that she, we would have gotten that shit. <laughs> anyway, you can refer back to the, our Kagetsu Toy episodes about the lens sex scenes for to find out just how bad it could have been. <laughs> The main Kigetsu Toya episode, right? Yeah. That's where uh-huh. those are. Um, the only episode of this podcast we've had to re-record. Not because of the lens sex scenes, but... Yeah, right. I don't really remember. We just threw out, like... A whole episode a whole discussing Kigetsu Toya we like, how much we, we fucking hated Kigetsu Toya. Yeah. Kigetsu Toya took so much from us, Ben. It did. It really did. Okay. Shiro's back at home. They have um, lunch. They train some more. It's dinner time. Shiro takes a bath. 
Rin's made dinner. Um, and, uh, yeah, Saber is somewhere. Rin's uh-huh. like, will you go get... Oh, Rin says, your hair is still wet. You should go wipe your hair off, off again. Uh-huh. And also, I'm going to go grab Saber. She's off somewhere. Um... We get a uh, we get a very timely note about how confusingly laid out his house is because of a bunch of like aimless reconstruction. Uh huh. And the only way to get to the bathroom is the living room or Shiro's room. Uh, Fascinating. Yeah, that's really weird. Anyway, uh, Saber's in the bathroom naked. Uh huh. Fen, she's got a little butt on her. <laughs> she does have a little butt on her. Um. This, so the funny bit of this is Saber. Saber gets naked with the bros all the time. She does not even notice that she's naked. Mm-hmm. And Shiro, I, that's only like two percent funny, I guess. This is thing. well. The thing is, is that this is Saber reiterating, "I'm a knight first. I have never even heard of sex, and I'm not interested in learning about it." Is Saber's yeah. opinion right now? Um. But like, yeah, it it is her saying like, "Hey, I don't." this shouldn't be weird because I'm just a knight and like that is how you should view me and it's it's yeah it's Shiro being an etchy protagonist being yeah. like oh but you're so cute and ah uh, he's so uh, horny he can't taste anything at dinner uh-huh I was I was curious what this scene looks like in console versions yeah uh and like subsequent versions because it is referred to for the rest of this day. And I was like, oh, you can't just cut it. Um, I assume she's wearing a towel, right? Yeah. 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 It's really cute because she's carrying a towel in the the like original scene. And so it's just like, oh, the towel that she was carrying is now on her. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> it's Shiro popped in a second later or a second earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's really funny because you can tell which scenes are in the the more safe for work versions of this game by if they have voice acting. And it like took me a second. I was like, oh, there's voice acting for that scene. And also this is coming up for the rest of today. Huh. I wonder what. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I can't. I just thought about voice acting for the sex scenes. No. <laughs> so funny to think about you can you can tell where the transition is because it's like the first piece of dialogue that isn't voiced you're like cool oh here's where i am uh saber shiro's being weird around saber saber tells him to go to rin to learn some magic shit mm-hmm. he knocks on rin's door and she's like oh my hands are full you can come on in rin is taking her estrogen shot <laughs> alternatively injecting heroin but <laughs> testosterone it could be any one of a number of things. We get a unique sprite of Rin uh, with a handkerchief in her mouth, jabbing herself in the in the arm with a big needle. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a great sprite. It's an what incredible a sprite. thing to walk in on. So what she's actually doing is drawing blood to store in a gem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a voice line of her saying something with her mouth. Full. Uh-huh. It's the funniest thing in the world. Every time voice lines are, uh, like, compromised in some way, uh-huh. it's great. Um, I think she says something about, like, I'll be done in a second. Mm-hmm. It was really hard parsing, because the, the text is the text also jumbled. Yeah. Uh, so it was really hard parsing what was actually being said. But She drew a lot of blood and pours it over this gem, and she only fills it up, like, three-tenths three of the way, is what she says. 
She's only got nine fully charged jewels right now, and it doesn't look like she's really going to be able to make any more. I couldn't tell if it was three tenths, like 30% full, or if it was like three tenths of a percent. Because mm. she she only has like 10 gems, and yeah. she's been pouring her magical energy into them for her life. Mm, for, for, for 10 years. And she used a lot of them already, including like a bunch for the summoning. But Maybe she did use three tenths of a percent is so little. That's why I think my 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 thought is uh, maybe that's true. Yeah, my my guess is she could have more of these if she had worked like paid more attention to it. Yeah, because uh-huh. she always underprepares. Yeah. Um, she's excited to talk about her special interest, which is magic, <laughs> which is money. <laughs> that too. Uh. Yeah, she starts talking about her jewel magic, which is, I think, pretty cool. Yeah. So, apparently, jewels typically can hold magical energy, but her family is, like, super attuned to jewels specifically. And they have a pretty unique ability to store magic long-term into them. Yeah. It feels like it's the kind of thing that is, like, oh, most mages could, like, store some magical energy into a jewel for uh, a short amount of, of time to to like yeah to flavor the magic with that jewels uh uh-huh. uh like kind of element yeah it's interesting the color of the jewel dyes the magical energy so it can uh-huh. only be used for certain types of spells is really so, like cool rubies are fire uh emeralds are wind uh-huh. of course uh, yeah it's it's like very rpg shit again yeah but it's uh-huh. a fun way of referring to it so uh the tosaka family can permanently or indefinitely store magical energy into jewels this is and uh Just i think like the draining off thing that she says is like it is kind of unique maybe not entirely unique but certainly uh very very rare for people to be able to store magical energy outside of themselves long usually the thing just kind of absorbs the magic yeah so like when shiro strengthens something his magical energy doesn't stick around mm-hmm. it is absorbed by the the thing that he yeah. Uh, strengthened yeah so each of these jewels that she makes are like uh one an explosive burst of energy for triggering a very powerful spell without any setup time and Mm -hmm. without draining her own magical energy Mm -hmm. she says that this is similar to how a magic crest works actually yeah because that's stored magic and uh, magical information uh he's like i don't have a magic crest oops and she's like oh shit i didn't know that that explains so much about how much of a loser you are (laughs) Um, there's also a bit, this is a really interesting thing. She's like, you're really not even a mage, huh? And like, she uh-huh. looks sad when she says, like, oh, jealous, maybe. Yeah, there's like two things. One is that Rin says, basically, like, if you don't have a magic crest, you're not a mage. Kind of mirrors Ilya also saying, like, if you don't have a crest, you're not a master. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, yeah, she's so jealous that Shiro's not a, yeah. not a mage. It's like she's not willing to admit that even to herself, no. right? But there's just this, like, st- like sadness of, like, yeah, it would have been nice to just be, like, a normal kid, wouldn't it have? Uh-huh. Uh, now we're going to learn about crests and other kinds of magic. We're magic is lesson. really varied. Yeah, it comes in a lot of flavors. Um, uh, we get some stuff about people who use sacrifices to use magic and people who can use magic through quote sheer force of will i oh i love arcweed i miss arcweed uh-huh. 
Um, Remember that all her magic was willpower based? Right. Okay. So there are two kinds of magic. I think we've talked about this before. Mana and Ode. They're just forms of the same energy. Yeah. Mana is everything around us and Ode is magic in a mage's body. Yes. Um, There are... You have written mages. I think it's like people in general. People who the Mages Association would not call mages yes, true. are able to use magic as long as they know like the proper ritual. Yeah. Uh, use... Which is like uh kind of the thing I have written down is like the world will grant anyone magic as long as two things are true. They have the knowledge of how to ask, and they have um they pay the price of the magic that they want to do. And that's like the mate the uh like user in that case no magic flows through them mm-hmm. it is the world granting whatever they're asking for yes this often involves blood sacrifice yeah and it's called formal craft which is mm-hmm. a very uh delicate name for something gory and horrible uh-huh and, i don't uh, think it's always bloody but doesn't, it's not always but she does say it's a very violent form of magic yeah. and it doesn't really suit his image well and yeah. And he doesn't have the knowledge. It does feel like the kind of thing that is like, yeah, if you could do things any other way, you don't do it this way. Because, like, it, one, yeah, you have to have, like, the knowledge of how to do this, and it's time-consuming, and, like, you're relying on the world to grant your request. You're not doing it yourself. The other method is using the ode produced in the body, which I think you produce a, a, an amount naturally, and then you can use magic circuits to convert mana into ode to yes. use. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's hereditary. It can be strengthened across generations. And then uh, magic crests. Magic crests. So if a mage masters a spell to the point that it becomes second nature, they can leave, they can store it in the magic crest, and then the next generation can use the spell as if they mastered it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm not clear on is is a magic crest something that you imprint is a, is a magic crest something a, a parent imprints on their child that is transferred at death or did Rin's father walk in without a magic crest to the final fight that feels unlikely yeah this is the part i'm really not clear on because Neither they refer to it as a living thing here uh-huh. and it seems weird that like it seems unlikely that he would go into that fight without a magic crest? It's especially dangerous. Especially if he walked out of it alive. Uh-huh. Like, what, how, what's up then? Is, is Rin just the head of the family now? Like, right? Um, so I assume there's some kind of receiver implanted into the kid. And when, the, ma- when the, the parent dies, it's transferred to them. Or my guess, and we might find out when we read Zero, we'll see. Um is that it is also a thing that can be transferred like right after death mm. of like that might then it would be, wrong, be easy to be, but, to be stolen oh i guess it can't but be it can't be it, because it's it's blood it's, yeah genetically coded yeah um that's interesting yeah i'm yeah i that is not a uh thing supported by anything textually yeah but yeah, it's vague it's purposely vague it yeah it's like um, purposefully in that I don't think that Nasu knows yeah, exactly Nasu how it works right now. 
I'd be willing to to admit that I'm wrong there, but it, like, there's nothing I can't remember. He probably figures it out at some point. I can't remember anything in this visual novel where Nasu's like, "Here is exactly how Rin ended up with her father's magic crest." She talks about it as if every generation basically struggles to master a single technique to add to a single spell to add to the chain, uh-huh. which is cool. It's yeah, very, it's Kojiro's thing again. Yeah, except you uh-huh. can pass it down. Well, it, or it's academia. Yeah, which is like, oh, I I study this very specific thing, and I'm dedicating my life to that. And everyone, and I will be very good at it by the time I die. And hopefully, my uh, or what's the other one? Descendants. Descendants will do something cool with it. However, she also calls this a chain that a mage cannot break themselves free from. Uh huh. Yeah. So this is this is a cool bit. This is a cool bit. The Magic Crest is the burden of legacy. Yes. <laughs> like a literal representation of legacy. Shiro didn't get one, partly because he wasn't um, blood-related to Kiritsugu, but Kiritsugu wouldn't have given it to him anyway, yeah. because he was trying to keep him free of the burden of legacy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't have to intend to pass those hang-ups onto your kid to do that. Yeah. Like, Rin's father was like, no, 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 you're going to inherit my fucking hang-ups. Uh-huh. And Kiritsugu is like, please don't inherit my hangups. Anyway, I'm going to say some cool shit that convinces you that I'm cool. Yeah. It's because like, I want you to like me. Kiritsugu. That gives you a complex anyway. Kiritsugu is trying, like, as he's dying, he is trying his best to say, like, here are the lessons I've learned. It's useless to try this. Mm-hmm. But to a nine-year-old, that just sounds like, oh, you're cool as hell. I have to make you proud by doing even the things that you couldn't, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like Magic Crest as, um, as a thing that is like, oh, yeah, some things because your family, um, like, uh, studied them or has knowledge about them are just easier for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the also, I think Rin also feels like she's gesturing towards, like, mage's sole goal all of them is to reach the root which we will get i think more clarity on in this not much more clarity certainly more in other stuff um we've gotten a little bit from the lens master in kagatsu toya right yeah. of being like the point of um, the point of a mage's life is to study for something that they never really care about using they're uh-huh. trying to find something yeah you know what i mean um and I think part of what Rin is saying with, like, it's a chain that the mage can't free themselves of is, like, the magic crest is almost saying, like, you got all this stuff. Like, why aren't, why haven't you reached the root yet? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what the root is. No. And we don't really get that much more clarity here. But it, it definitely feels like you have all this knowledge. Why aren't you using it better? Uh-huh. <laughs> Your whole family is watching you. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, let's see. Oh, yeah. We, it can't be copied and it can't be um, separated, like split, because mm-hmm. it's a living thing. Again, it'll just die. Uh, so, this is why Sakura is not. There, this is why, like, you would only teach one kid is because there's only yeah. one magic crest. Yeah. Right. So, there because- is no Mauto family uh, magic crest anymore. But this is why you would just pick the oldest kid. Yes. 
Uh, she says that her magic crest extends from her shoulder to her rest, her left hand, mm-hmm. which is exactly where Shiro's welt from the other day was, huh. which is interesting. I don't think that's a thing, but it's just a fun, like an interesting yeah. parallel because we were a little unsure about the welt. Uh-huh. Uh, does these get bigger with age? Would this eventually come to cover your entire body? I'm not sure. It might just get denser. Uh-huh. Uh, or, and or like, yeah, in like three three thousand years eventually your whole body would become a magic crest yeah that's interesting uh it doesn't it's invisible unless she's activated it Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have to hide it yeah this is the fun like sure mages could teach multiple kids but the one who has the magic crest is just so much more powerful than any of the others are ever going to be so it's like yeah it it is almost a kindness to say like oh no you're not gonna learn about magic because you just like hate your brother for your entire life and feel inferior and then you just build resentment between them yeah which you're gonna build resentment either way but if they know like this kid got the special like superpower and i didn't Uh uh-huh you know what i mean yeah you risk the kids, like, starting to kill each other for it. Yeah. Well, and this is why I don't remember if this has been said. I think Rin says that, like, mages will often just give away other children. Yeah. So that there is only one child. <laughs> so you don't need to worry about that at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. She talks about the Mato family not having a crest, and she says that they're extra dangerous if they keep reaching for magic when they don't have a feel for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the lesson for today. She's like, I didn't think, it seems like her plan was like, I'm going to teach him how to access the magic crest. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have one. Yep. So her plan is now, um, she has, she wants to tamper with his body using drugs and medical tools and <laughs> things in order to make it so that he can quote unquote switch. I do not know what this means and neither does Shiro. Uh-huh. But he does know that it has, or thinks that it has something to do with the way he turns himself into a magic circuit. Yeah, the, like, training that he's been trying to do every uh-huh. time, yeah. Um, so he reluctantly agrees to be drugged and experimented on with amateur surgery. Uh-huh. He's planning on training with Saber tomorrow, too. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Rin is like, are you two not getting along well? Uh, and she's like, yeah, I just, I don't know how to act around her. And she's like, she's strong, well-mannered, and beautiful. <laughs> so there's no reason not to get along with her. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, Rin and Saber make a great couple. Yeah, I wish, I wish they leaned into Rin being bi more. Uh-huh. Jeez, Ben, spoilers. She's talked about how beautiful Saber is so often. Uh huh. I do have uh Rin by watch. Rin like, by watch. Rin bisexual moments count. Uh, written a couple of places in my notes. Shiro is heading out to sleep in his shed again, which is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> At least put a fucking futon out there or something, dude. Uh huh. Uh, he's being approached by someone, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm about to be attacked." Oh no! Even worse, it's Archer. Uh huh. <laughs> This is the first time we've seen Archer since the prologue. How's he doing, Ben? Grumpy. Uh, mad. Grumpy is mad the answer. Because Shiro instinctively knows that they won't get along. And uh-huh. Archer is like, yeah, I know that too. Fuck you. 
there can't be three people in this world who match me so badly is a very funny thing. He's leaving uh, it open so there could be uh, two people who are as bad. Can you imagine if Shiro had pulled Archer from the gotcha? It would be the funniest thing in the whole world. Uh, yeah, Shiro's grumpy and is like, why are you here? Um, why is he here? Archer's like, I'm not going to cooperate anymore once I'm fully recovered. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, I'm not hanging out because I don't want to, I'm not getting attached to your stupid little group. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also starts making fun of Shiro for being a little sexist loser. Uh Uh-huh. And also is like, hey, hey, Shiro, your ideals suck. You're you're like, you're a fucking loser baby who's Uh clinging on to, uh, like, ideas you don't even understand. Uh Uh-huh. Which is just hammering on Shiro. Um, And also is like, you know, I... Listen, I know you want to be on the defensive. You're never going to save anyone like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You can only, or rather, you can only save those who who are alive. Yeah. You can't save those who, like, which is people die when they're killed. Uh-huh. Um, but also, it's like a, yeah, of course, if, you, if you're only ever defending people, uh-huh. you're never going to stop. It's, yeah, it's the inherent reactionary nature of a superhero, right? Yes. You're never proactively doing anything. You show uh-huh. up to protect people from a, a disaster that already happened. Uh-huh. Like, this is the biggest you can dream, Shiro, because you refuse to do violence yeah. to protect people. And uh-huh. it's like, violence is sometimes important when there's someone trying to kill other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to do things that you're not jazzed about. Well, and this is the... You know? Shiro is very good at accepting the status quo. Yes. And so that's why Saber called him a coward mm-hmm. and why Archer is now being like, yeah, y- you know what the status quo means is that nothing changes yep. except that sometimes people are killed and then you return to the status quo, which allowed someone to kill all those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the like uh, Batman showing up to beat up a bunch of poor people and then going home and then those poor people get poorer and angrier. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Shiro does not isn't taking this kindly. He's like, "Look, I'm just doing my best." And Archer's like, "Me and Saber are a lot of like, so I can tell that she's miserable having someone like you be her master." Uh-huh. Well, and it's yeah, and it's really fun that um Archer's like, "You're not you're never going to save everyone." And it's like, "Yeah, Karitsugu said that as well." And Shiro, both in the past and now is like, "I'm completely Yeah, but I can." <laughs> yeah he's like then i'll die (laughs) then i'll die to to not even prove the point i'll die to prove everyone right but Uh i'll feel good because i'll be dead and i won't be able to like be judged anymore Uh it's such a miserable like small-minded way of looking at the world yep and that's the end of day seven yeah he doesn't even want to die to save someone he wants to die to prove that he would die for someone uh-huh. anyone it doesn't uh-huh. matter yeah loser loser behavior maidenless behavior absolutely maidenless behavior you say a lot of things about shiki but he had very maidenful behavior in that he would die specifically for the woman he loved not for any loser on the street we're part of the abnormal mapping network wait we got a question oh we did get a question let me pull that up uh... we don't have any more questions this is the one right I think so. Let me look. Um...
How long have we been going? Oh, someone asked us about the how do we feel about the official English translation of Mahotsugai no Yoru. Ah, uh, incredibly funny that the fan translation funny in a uh in a uh deeply like darkly comedic way mm -hmm. that the fan translation is nearing completion as an official localization uh -huh. is announced. Um I'm excited to get there. I hope to gosh that mm -hmm. we'll be able to read that in Japanese. It's but <laughs> whenever whenever I think about the uh it's no yoru the like thing anymore, I think about the Ivy um at Bergwazie Burgers Bergwazie, is that what it is? I think so. How you pronounce her uh tweet where when that everyone was freaking out about that, she was like, What if Mahotsukai no Yoru is just really bad? Wouldn't that be very funny? <laughs> It would be very funny. If it's good, that's a that that'll be a really easy sell for me to like be like, hey, read this. It's uh -huh. a later Nasu visual novel, so it's probably good and probably lighter on some of the like really negative, like sexist and like weird sex well, again, as stuff, we've talked about, you know like I mean? it has a female protagonist. It has a female protagonist. It's Oko as the protagonist. And it also has a male protagonist. Oh, it switches it? off, I think. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Um But it's all it there aren't it's choices, shorter right it's shorter yeah so this is an easy sell for me if it's if it's good uh-huh to be like hey if you want to read some fate stuff maybe maybe check that out uh -huh. so i'm very excited about it i just really hope they translate the tsukihime thing because the tsukihime remake is going to be a lot messier but i know some people who would get into it <laughs> if i could get them to read it uh-huh that's my thoughts please uh -huh. please nasu Okay. Uh, we also got another email yeah. from Kelly. Wait, who who gave, sent us this email, did you say? Oh, that last one yeah. was uh, Meryl. Meryl. Thank you, Meryl. Uh, they also said Saber Best Girl. So I don't agree, Meryl, but you and Fen can die on that hill together. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Kelly sent in another email. Uh, I've always wanted to get into Fate, but the darker side of it kept me away, so it's nice to get it in the safer format. Uh, on a few episodes, Fen talked about liking sad girls, but even if Faye was into guys, Faye'd probably not be into sad guys. As someone into guys, I'd say it depends, because I love stoic, sad male characters like Cloud Strife, but Shiki's form of unhinged anger and selfishness is a huge turnoff. Mm. I don't know that I'd describe Shiki as uh, unhinged anger or selfishness. I think he's selfish. I think he's a Maybe selfish, selfish yeah. person. Yeah. Anger, it's always a question of what what is Shiki and what is not Shiki yeah. with him. But uh -huh. he can be very angry and like lash out at people. So I get that. I've, I, I, I again, know that I would say sad. Is there more to this? Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder if there's a sad form of a girl character that, that would be a turnoff. If Shiki was fe made female with no other change to the script... Would she be as good as a sad girl? Thanks for the podcast, Kelly. Mm -hmm. This is complicated, but there is a girl, Shiki, a, a gender Shiki in, uh, I don't know, Kyokai. Uh -huh. It's a different character. It's a completely different character. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I'm not, I don't, it's a very rare anime boy that I can get, I can be like, yeah, that guy's hot. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very rare. No real boys. Um... Shiki is not one of them. I like Shiki. I've really come around on Shiki, but I would never consider him attractive. No. Uh-uh. Uh. No, no, no. 
So I get that. If he was a girl, I would probably have more fun because I'm more lenient with girls than boys. But Shiki sexually assaults some people. Mm -hmm. It's still bad if a girl does it. It is not normal for girls, actually, to do that. Yeah, I think... You know what I mean? It would not... I think that I would have fun with that character still. I'm, I'm wondering where the line is for me for a char- a girl who is too sad. Mm-hmm. They de- definitely exist. There's definitely a vibe that's not very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think? You 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 talk for a bit. This I'm is a really trying interesting question. to decide how honest to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, because there's like there's two versions of this, right? Mm-hmm. That is like, oh character like i don't know that even if yeah if shiki was unchanged and was a girl would i find them attractive no no um but would i have liked that story better probably if it was lesbians all doing all that shit um, that would be fun at least which is like again a like i don't know that i always need i would probably like shiki better mm-hmm. i don't always need um I don't always need to find a character attractive to like their arc or yeah. I could even find them reprehensible and still like their arc. Mm-hmm. I think the, the number of characters like as much as Shiro speaking of reprehensible characters, uh-huh. like the arc of um, as much as we joke about like Hisui and Saber, it's not like I like look at either of them. And I'm like, damn, what a hottie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's like an element of some of this is um my own uh maybe cut this bit. Some of this is my own um somewhere being somewhere on the mm-hmm. ace spectrum. And so like I don't I don't look at like pictures of Saber. I'm going like, damn, wish I could bang her. Uh-huh. Uh and so, like, I don't know, what does attractive mean in this case? It's very complicated, yeah. Yeah. It's like, if Saber was real, would I like to hang out with her? Yes. Yes. Um, I would maybe hang out with Shiki <laughs> if she was a girl. And, like, but also that seems very, that seems really weird because it's like, okay do we live in the real world or do we live in, like, the okay. anime world? And, We're like, getting really into the weeds here, aren't we? Yeah, that's because we're like tied, like, tying this up into the spectrum of sexuality and gender, which uh-huh. is very fun. This is very us. Yes. Like, um, what do I like about sad girls? I guess is the thing. I, it's because I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. It's because it's relatable. Yeah. And like, I don't. There are there are plenty of characters for whom mm-hmm. I am like, I both find you attractive, and also deeply relate to you. Uh huh. And then there are, or slash want to be you. I don't. And then there are plenty of characters who it's like, I find you deeply relatable and never want, like, hate that part of myself. Yeah. Or don't, would not want to be around that part of myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if I could help it. I don't relate very easily to, like, very straight acting, like, dudes very much. No. But I do, the kind of guys that I enjoy are often, like, so. uh, I can, I can get behind a guy who's like selfish in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Like this is part of why I like Shiki. Shiro's like compulsive selfish selflessness in the most selfish way possible. I don't have as much fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Um, but I also, I enjoy a, like, real shithead dude. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? In the same way that I enjoy a real shithead woman. Uh-huh. Uh, I like <laughs> Shimada Death from Die Dark, and I like uh, like Kotamine and another character we'll meet and stay night later. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Just yeah, assholes. You yep. know, just the worst people. I uh huh uh huh. They rule. <laughs> yeah. What's the line? What's a girl that's too sad for you? Is there girls too sad for you? I'm trying to think of like maybe I just haven't run into one. The, well, what like, about that? Um, what's that? It's your fault. I'm not popular. Anime oh gosh that girl i did not like she's more mad or like bitter bitter than sad yeah sometimes bitterness is good you know it is fun bitterness when it's directed at i can enjoy bitterness Mm -hmm. when it is directed at exactly one other person and it's like very personal i could Um, yeah that's the thing i like it when people are sad for personal reasons more than mad at the world yeah you know what i mean yeah there's like I think that there's a version of Mad at the World that I can that enjoy, can yeah. but often it's written as just like, this is, it's not interesting. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm miserable and I'm going to wallow in that. Uh-huh. And like, I, I think that's the thing is like, you need, I need someone to play off of that. Yeah. Like lonely characters are often, I just don't care a ton about because there's no one there who they can interact with and like uh-huh. play off of. It's mostly just, oh, life sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, wait, I'm, I'm trying it's, to grab Interestingly, it. as far as I know, uh, it's your fault I'm not popular, gets to a point that is like more fun. somewhat like a Kebby slash, um, that's a Kebby is not the one, um, Komi can't communicate mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, she's just a popular girl now <laughs> and like has a ton of friends. At, at the beginning of that show, it's very much her like, making like uh misogynist comments about other women yeah like being yeah. gross about other girls because she's mad at them because yeah. she's bitter and uh-huh. all that stuff and it's not very the anime is not very fun in that no, way. It, no. i i can't comment like, on what it is past like the first two episodes though very yeah yeah it's but like bitterness that is like that is just an excuse to be miserable mm-hmm. is like just not interesting how likable is the character comes down to it a lot right like i find kohaku really compelling because she's not just like sitting in a corner crying all the time and Mm -hmm. being like sad and like whoa whoa is me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think she's interesting because she's complicated and and like doing things in the world right Mm -hmm. i find her really likable because of the because of how fun she is and also because of how like awful she is you know Uh what i mean yeah um this is why Hisui doesn't uh, c- compel me as much because she's like a quieter kind of sad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A subtler kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could Chronic. put up with a lot of like misery if the ca- I find the character likable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like someone who's just like beaten down constantly and is just sad all the time. And like the world just keeps shitting all over them for no reason. And they're just bitter about it. That's that would be. No, no amount of cute design could get me through that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Kelly, thank you, Kelly. That was an interesting question to pick over. Uh-huh. I probably still have thoughts about it, but I could talk about shit like that all day. I could talk about girls all day. Oh, I love to talk about girls all day. That's what we just did. Girls rule. Girls rule. <laughs> um. Sometimes dude rock, but mostly girls rule. Always girls rule. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, we're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Take three. <laughs> you can find us. Wait, one more thing, fan. On Twitter. Where can you find us? At Crying Rolls. Uh, at Crying Rolls. Um, on, on Twitter? Moonarchive.art for our um like show page moonarchive.art slash yuri to get all the non-type moon stuff we've covered on the show mm-hmm. moonarchive.art slash schedule to get all the type moon stuff that you've covered on the show um ben will probably cut this we're thinking of starting a patreon right in if you think that's a good idea or a bad <laughs> idea i might cut that um what else do we say you can find me at fennec.moe f-e-n-i-c dot m-o-e uh-huh where can people find you ben <laughs> you're so enthusiastic you can find me on twitter it's been at... almost we're at the end of an almost five hour recording so i'm fading god damn it we're back here this this seven days was too many we, it was perfect with just the or all these four days was too many i think that there were we had to do it sometime yeah so it might as well be now you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find my uh, not safe for work writing at Doom Gender. By the time this goes out, it's actually not going to be a not safe for work writing account anymore. Probably, I'm switching over to like uh, working on a visual novel full time. So not a horny visual novel. That's not true. Not a- not going to be porn, but it's going to be deeply horny. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of awful sad girls, <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh huh uh yeah we got anything else to say i don't think so okay uh oh what are we doing next time what are we covering next time oh no you had a a list right i sent you a message saying which days we're covering i think the next three days covering next time we'll be covering days eight nine and ten of the fate route and all of the associated tiger dojos what I mean, it's next, not next episode, episode after next, our first sex scene. Oh, shit, really, already? Yep. Oh, they're going to come hot and heavy, aren't they? Uh, oh, One... okay, no, never mind, it's fine. What? Well, usually I leave off with a, a or the last couple episodes I've left off with a, leave us a five-star oh, review yeah. and uh, something you could say, but I don't know, I don't have anything you could say. Um. Yeah neither do i leave us okay okay on your if your podcasting app allows you to leave reviews or if you have an itunes account and want to leave us a five-star review just say fuck shiro can you what? say fuck on the itunes store i don't know nya shinji no no that just sounds like a cat boy <laughs> i don't want cat boy shinji oh neither do i <laughs> one day let's meet in the digital sea <laughs>